Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. into the hey it's enrico palazzo fantasy baseball podcast part of the rotofanatic podcast network go to rotofanatic.com today to check out matt williams player breakdowns and check out the projection system created by crosby spencer it's episode 78 the jordan holloway edition the human being that will be sitting down to talk fantasy baseball with us today is a unique human he has hosting abilities but he's also very good at the game of fantasy baseball it is truly an honor and a pleasure to have on the host of the Fantasy Best Ball exclusive, Brian Seymour. Join your host, Christopher Deary and Michael Gobier as they talk fantasy baseball with Brian. We're going to look at spring training revelations and find out if Mickey Moniak is the real deal. Is Drew Smiley full of shit? We're going to find out on today's show. Take it away, boys! You are now tuned in to one of the most epic podcasts of today. Hey, it's Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We're part of the Road Fanatic Podcast Network. Don't forget that. Go over to rotofanatic.com. It is a lovely website. You won't regret it. I'm Michael Gobier at MJ Gobier on Twitter, of course. If you're watching the live stream, welcome in. Thank you so much. You see that we have a guest, and Deary is with me. Deary, how you doing? I'm here. Uh, I'm wrapping my WrestleMania shirt today. It's got, the, Ooh, it's got, the, yeah. got the Warrior on it. Got this T-shirt from my birthday last year. I haven't really worn it much because uh, it doesn't really oh, fit yeah. me. But uh, yeah, I'm rocking it today, dude. That is a sweet shirt. That's a great shirt to be rocking. We are going to be rocking a lot of fun information today about fantasy baseball. We're going to talk about some value plays. We'll get in the value zone. Some buttercups who overinflated. Of course, we'll get into Enrico's inquisition with today's guest. He is a human being of epic proportions. Spent a lot of his life. Kind of just being the guy, you know, the BMOC. He's someone that I respect immensely as a radio slash podcast slash audio voice. He's got one of the best voices, smooth, silky, classy in the business. There's no doubt about it. And he has his own podcast and he has a lot of experience with fantasy overall. I would like to give it up for a guy who has a lot of mystery to him as well. There's much, much more behind this guy. Is he the guy behind the guy? I don't know. We're about to find out. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody in between, it's Brian Seymour. Hey, Brian. Hey, guys. Thank you very much for the welcome. Thank you. I appreciate that, everybody. Uh, I tell you what, great intro. Really appreciate it, man. And I got to tell you, you know, the, the first time you and I talked was about, um, you know, I think our prowesses, prowesses as uh, podcast hosts. And uh, I tip yeah. my cap to you, brother. I mean, I think that you... Uh, <laughs> You got just a natural thing about you. You know, I may have a voice that, uh, you know, just born with a good voice. I, when I came out of the womb, this is what I sounded like. But, yeah, you, you're you a true. smooth host, man. Yeah. So. Well, <laughs> we're more than that, though. Yeah, we've been fighting the stigma of host 
We're right. players. We play the game. Okay. We're don't fantasy put me in a baseball. box. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Right. Don't limit us. God damn it. I'm not going to have any of that. Brian exactly. is. I mean, you're one of the best ball masters now. And the fact that you have created a podcast that's so specific about a genre of fantasy, it was a real smart move, man. And when there's so many damn podcasts and a lot uh, to sift through every day, I think you've been there able are. to separate yourself pretty quickly. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. I mean, it really wasn't, you know, there wasn't like some cold calculated genius plan of, you know, this is a niche nobody's attacked and or anything <laughs> like that. I, it's really just that that was what I love to play because I feel like, you know, I'm all about kind of like investing through fantasy sports. Now I'm really in this to, I'm in, I, I'm in it for the money. So maybe that alludes to a question you may ask me a little bit later on. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really into it for that reason. And I feel like best ball is the best way to go about it um so it kind of just you know marriage of a couple things turned out really well and honestly i dm'd some people before i even had the idea to start the podcast to make sure that uh they thought that it would be something that people would be interested in Rhodes was a really big one for me to make sure that uh he was on board as being kind of a a guest that comes on every now and then because he's he's shout out shout out to Derek rhodes Derek rhodes Yes. He probably gets a lot of shout outs on this podcast, I imagine. But uh, he yeah, needs he, uh, more. He's kind of underrepresented, in my opinion. But yes. OK. All on. right. Well, I'll drop him a few times. But yeah, he uh, you know, he's he's kind of in this venture with me, a little bit of a partner in crime there. So, um, you know, wanted to make sure he was interested in coming on the pod before I launched it, too. So, yeah, man, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing over here. So that's me. What you doing? What you doing? Mm-hmm. Not much. What that's you it. doing? I got. I'm excited for you. That's great, man. Brian, you're a special human being. Even if you're nothing the rest of your life and nothing goes your way, just remember that you're a good person. You're you're someone that I, I think I could have a good conversation with. I think so, too. Yeah, I would definitely like to uh, maybe sit down even, uh, I don't know if this is allowed anymore, but maybe even in person someday. No, 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 no. no. Someday soon. That? Okay. Someday soon. Okay. I, oh, if you're I not mean, into shit. it. How many times have I seen you in the last year, Mike? Two, three times, maybe last summer. I don't know. Did we do a birthday together? The last time we remember. saw each other for our birthday? Be careful here. You might I be admitting that was the la- That was the last time we saw each other was our birthday. Yeah, that's last August. We, we shouldn't our say birthday. birthday, Brian. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So. Back up, back up, back up. You said August and you said our birthday. Do you guys have the same birthday? We, we sure do. do. What August day is 22nd. It? Oh, man. I'm one week before you, August 15th, actually. So That would have been ridiculous. wanted a trifecta, maybe a birthday threesome. That would have been mind blowing. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want a birthday threesome? <laughs> I'd be down. Yeah, absolutely, well, uh, man. Yeah, we well, right? birthday. We had a party. We had a party. It was last August, so that we're right we in the did. heart of the the whole quarantine situation. But it was an outdoor affair with a bonfire and your classic right. Midwestern Michigan kind of summer party. You know, right? So you 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 make the Leo cutoff then? You guys are Leos. Nobody right on the cusp. That crap. cuspers. Cuspers. Come on, yeah, Gary, we're if, cuspers. If so, if I was born five hours later, I would have been whatever sign is after Leo, which I don't even know what it is. A Virgo. Yes. Oh, a Virgo. How do you, how do you know this? That's so funny. My wife and I were talking about this last night. We we're like, do you ever have anyone come up to you and be like, what is your sign? And I'm like, no. Like, yeah, I know what my sign is. What does that mean? Oh, you're going to. You're going to match with a Sagittarius very well. Like, come on, people. Yeah, I think that's kind I of a 60s. Yeah, I'm not really. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, what's your sign? Yeah, I don't know about uh, that. So, yeah, <laughs> the dawning of Aquarius. I love that song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, that's a great song. I don't care what anybody says. It's got a killer bass line, too. It's like it's like jamming. There you go. 60s, 60s pop music was grooving and jamming, man. It was really good stuff. There was good stuff. Great. De- but I mean, it's got to be the first great decade of music. I mean, it might be the best decade for music. I think there is a conversation there. There's certainly a, a conversation that could be had. And that's what we're having here with Brian Seymour. He's from the Fantasy Best Ball Exclusive. Brian, you've been teasing some changes some new <laughs> Big reveal time. coming up here in the coming yeah. days i mean people are getting really excited you're teasing it like a mofo so well you know i'm a teasing mofo and uh yeah so i i <laughs> I, I agree with what you said mike about you know um best ball and kind of kind of going a certain route is a cool way to bring people in it's kind of a niche and stuff like that but it also kind of boxes you in a little bit with the title like uh, uh our friend yancy eden we were talking on twitter and he's not the only one to say this to me but you know, he said that uh, he ha- he hadn't even listened to the podcast because he was like, yeah, I don't really have much need for best ball. It's not really my thing. Um, and that oh. was kind of that was kind of the the proverbial nail in the coffin for me to say, I, I got to change things up just a bit. The podcast itself will not be changing hardly at all. Uh, other than the fact that we are going to focus on baseball year round. My initial intent was to do football half the year, which I was getting very stressed about and baseball the other half and just cover best ball. But we're going to do baseball year round. It's going to be always you can invest in this game. We're going to talk betting on MLB, uh, plenty of fantasy as well. So DFS, the, probably a little bit of DFS as well. Yeah, basically any yeah any way that you can invest in this game that we love. So yeah, Sunday night I would probably look for the change of the branding and the title, and then Monday morning the very Monday the fifteenth here the very first new episode of the new show will be out so I'm very excited very excited tours that. the banquet that here. Is, that's very exciting i think you're yeah you feel yourself out you take your time yeah. and mm-hmm. you can adjust nobody says things have to stay the way they are you know we try to i don't know if we're stagnant on this show or not we try to keep it fresh with new ideas and new concepts but sometimes there's only so many things you can do and people do love to a certain extent tradition routine I have it myself. I turn on my favorite podcast and I expect to hear certain things at certain points. It's just how it is. And that's what that's what really creates a bond with listeners, I think, because they rely on that. It's like you're your buddies, you know, it's like, hey, I'm listening to my pals and they're doing their thing and I'm there in the living room. Yeah, 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 I agree. And, you know, you you, you also want to make sure that, like I said, you don't want to box yourself in or think that I, I felt myself over explaining when I would have a guest on that wasn't necessarily <laughs> like best ball related or something like that yeah. every now and then yeah. and you know it would just be like i don't i don't want to keep doing this or i, I just got to you don't want to be like, fraudulent yeah you don't want to no. you know no you don't want to push no. best ball and then talk about something different because then exactly like, what's this shit yeah exactly yes it started to feel weird to me so i'm like i gotta i gotta change this stuff make a more kind of inclusive title uh but again things really will not be changing all that much so very excited Yay! about it Yep. Well, Yancey, if he speaks, we should all listen. He's a very mm-hmm. intelligent, thoughtful, caring, and wise human being. Even though he's a little younger and baby-faced, he's still got a lot of wisdom on those uh, tires. A lot of wisdom and miles from life. We learned he was in a drum line. I didn't no idea about that. So you never he know looks like people... a drum liner. Yeah, he. I could see Does that. He? Oh, I, didn't. I think he looks, yeah, I could see him with like a big bass and a, one of those hats and a, you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever you call that. I don't know. Yeah. 
Okay, well, there it is. Yancey, you got your shout-out on today's show, which is probably like every show. All right, well, we're here with Brian, me and Deer. We're going to talk fantasy baseball with him. We're going to talk about some buttercups, overinflated value. We're going to talk about some values. Starters that are going at ADP 350 or later. Who's in the value zone? We'll find out. Oh, yes. We will find out. And, of course, we'll do Shine or Ride the Pine. We'll get our predictions. We'll get Brian on the record before opening day begins. Spring training is in full effect, y'all. And we're feeling it. We're feeling it. I'm very, very excited for it. And, of course, we'll step into Enrico's Inquisition and find out the real story behind Brian Seymour. What's the real deal? No more bullshit. No more lies, Brian. <laughs> no, it's no more lies. It's all going to be revealed tonight. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Stay tuned tonight, Brian Seymour. Uh, okay, so yeah, we're going to have a good time with Brian. Uh, Brian, is there anything you want to push on us before we move forward? I want you to just go right in. No, I think you uh, you gave me a good opportunity to plug the little changes that I have coming. So yeah, let's do it, man. Woohoo! Okay, yay! That means we can uh, cue the Belvedere music, which is always a good time. You remember Mr. Belvedere? I, I've heard you reference it, but no. I, 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 I <laughs> Every not. show. Every show, yeah. Every show, streets yeah. on the China. Check this out. Never mattered before. Who cares? When you drop, kick your jacket. I like it. As you came through the door, <laughs> no one glared. It's goofy, but sometimes it's good stuff. What's the relief here on that? <laughs> What's the what? Do you know? When did this come out? When did this come out? What? What? Like, when like did this 85, come out? 86. 86. Oh, okay. So if you were born, I was in born in '86. Late hey. 70s or early 80s, you know it. But I, I feel like the cutoff is like 82 or 83, and you don't know what it is. I'm past the cutoff. That's what the problem is here. Okay. It doesn't matter. He's just prelude to housekeeping. He was a housekeeper and a butler, or however you want to argue. A house manager has been called by certain people. And here we like to do our housekeeping with the old Belvedere music and say thanks to everybody who's been pitching in and giving us their time. We got some references recently. I asked for you guys to reach out and say something. Talk to us about the show. Give us feedback. And people did that. So thank you for doing so. In particular, I want to thank... David Rochefort, or Rochefort? I don't know, David, how you say that. It's R-O-C-H-E, Fort. How would you guys say it? Rochefort. Shout. I feel like I I manually done the shout right there. Shout out. (laughs) Oh, sorry, yeah, that's my fault. It's one of my favorite things you do. I love that you just do the single shout. I I laugh every time. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. You also don't like Tears for Fears, though. Hey, it, dude, when I get that song in my head all day, it's not going to be a good day. I mean, it's, it, whether it's that or Africa by Toto. Uh, that oh, that's played um, out. You know, Africa you know, played out. A lot of those 80s songs just kind of, you know, they get to me. They get under my skin. Not my favorite decade of music. Probably last, actually. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I offend people when Deary, I say Can that. you believe what he said? I encourage you to dive back in. There are some okay. hidden gems out there. I felt, I felt the same at one point in my life. And then as I dove back in about in the last decade, there's there's some gems out there. Okay. Okay. Well, you send me you send me what I should check out and I will check it out. I promise you that. Hmm. I okay. know. I know he will do that. This guy Brian Seymour is a man of his word. I believe I'm him. a legit guy. So <laughs> <laughs> So David Rochefort reached out and he said, uh, thanks, love the show, love your videos, the live stream. And he had a question about, should he include ground into double plays as a category this year for both pitching and hitting? Brian, instant thoughts on adding grounded into double plays as a category. This would be a six by six categories type head to head situation. 
that very sentence kind of made me want to puke blood. I'm not going to lie. That is not <gasps> something that I would incorporate into my league. Uh, very wacky statistic. Uh, a lot of noise there. I'm going to pass. No. Deary? I think any time that you're adding a statistic where you're going to get to that statistic based on what is happening with other players involved and just not the one guy who is hitting, it makes it pretty problematic. If you're thinking about going into grounded into double plays, that means you're probably doing already like a 10 by 10 or 12 by 12. I've learned long ago, don't inflate things. Do five by five, do six by six, do seven by seven. Get get creative, but don't get too out of control because then it's just going to be way too frustrating. I certainly told them about our fielding percentage experience when we started the Future League about six, seven years ago. And I told them it's cool to take a chance and progress is fun and tinkering with your league can be enjoyable. And I actually think grounded into double plays for both hitting and pitching serves a purpose because the pitchers who can do that become a little bit more valuable. So it adds more value to ground ball pitchers, but it also hurts these guys who are slower as hitters and they ground into more double plays. I think it's uh, an intriguing addition that would just kind of enhance the experience. So that's how I come out on it. I know we don't all agree on this as you guys just made it clear, but David, I say go for it, man. I think it'd be fun. Give it a shot. Try it for one year as like a trial period, a probationary period. And if it doesn't work out, that's okay. You can go back and get rid of it in the next year. That's the best part of fantasy. But yeah, right. You don't have to change. You don't have to rely on some board or like a panel that, well, well, we're not sure if we're going to approve or deny this. <laughs> you, know, you can just make your own changes. So, that's how I see it, but that's just me. So thank you, David, though. Most importantly, thank you for connecting with us and sharing your concepts and thoughts about your own league. And if you guys are interested in doing your own uh, podcasts about leagues, I have been putting it out there that I'd be happy to do podcasts about individual leagues. If you guys reach out to me, we can negotiate and work out some type of deal. I'm, I'm going to try this out and see if people are interested or not. So hit us up at plazopodcast at protonmail.com or DM us on Facebook or the Twitter handle, of course, Plaza Podcast, two L's, two Z's. And, you know, let's take a shot. Let's have a chance. Let's give ourselves an opportunity to spread our wings and fly and open our minds to new opportunities and experiences. And I think it'll be fun. I really do. I would really love to see what kind of response we get from people who want to hear about their own leagues. We're all selfish in our own way, right, Brian? Don't we all want to talk about our own leagues, our own teams? Oh, I'm super selfish. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm not, I don't share food. You know, the whole way down the line. So that's what I've been told. I don't like to share food at all. That It's nothing personal. I just don't want well, to share When you haven't eaten all day, you have this big plate of food and somebody wants a bite. And I'm including my two-year-old in that equation. Uh, come on, man. <laughs> it's daddy's time to eat. So, yeah. Wow. So, don't pick off my work. plate. Don't sip from my cup. All Michael <laughs> Govier standards. Did you touch yeah, this? Yeah, Did you touch this drink? Did you touch this Pepsi? Uh, yeah, I, I, I touched the outside of the can. All right, it's tossed. Uh, I mean, that was the more extreme me. I've lightened up in years. I will say that. But that was real. That's true. Wow. There's no doubt about so, it. I so COVID has been path. tough for you. If, if I, I don't know if that's a germ thing, but COVID must be very tough for you. You would think that, but that the old me was definitely like this. Deary's known me for 15, 16 years. So we lived together and he saw me grow up and mature as a human being. And there was a time where I was much, much more, much more too hardcore about germs and not wanting to sip off people's glasses. And, you know, it's like uh, the aviator 
You ever see the aviator with Leonardo DiCaprio about Howard yes. Hughes and yeah. Yeah. Alan Alda puts that thumbprint on the glass when he shows up for a lunch. It's very clear. Yeah. But he did it anyways because he wanted to he didn't want to get taken advantage of. He wanted to show that he had the ability to overcome his own fears. And I've actually overcome most of those fears now, dear. I don't see any reason for us to share a drink, but I'll, I'll eat off your plate yeah. if you want me to. I would agree. I would agree. I think you've gotten past that. It was fun times, though, man. I loved watching it. <laughs> yeah. How, how can we fuck with Govia? <laughs> <laughs> wow. See, look at that, Brian. That's a cold world, isn't it? That, that is cold. Yeah, yeah. Friend's got an OCD problem, and you just uh, mess with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a day. All right. Well, thanks uh, for everybody who's been participating with the show. Brian Seymour is here with us from the Fantasy Best Ball exclusive, at least for now, until he makes the official announcement on his next episode, which will be Monday, right? Monday the 15th, this coming Monday. So look out for it. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Cool. I can't wait. Looking forward to that very much so. All right. Thank you to everybody who's been a part of the show with your thoughts, prayers, suggestions, uh, criticisms. I like them all. Brian, There's people are you praying? Those... Well, yeah, people <laughs> are. Of been... course. Okay. <laughs> Okay. We send you our prayers, and we hope your next episode's a great success, Michael. So, oh, okay. Thank you. I thought something was wrong. I, I, I guess I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> but hey, I guess you can pray for you know positive reasons. There doesn't have to be something wrong, even though I don't think everybody uses <laughs> they go it that to, way. They go to their local building of faith and just say a quick little prayer for uh, Deary, Mike, and our good friend Brian that is coming on today. And okay. Palazzo, Enrico Palazzo himself, of course. Oh, himself, yeah. yeah. He's had a tough go. Can't leave him out. By the way, Enrico Palazzo was big on the internet the last couple of days. The Meghan Markle and Harry interview with Oprah. Apparently, this guy did a retweet about L.A. And I, it was so funny. And he included Enrico Palazzo. It made me laugh. I was like, this is perfect for wow. a show. We should, have been, we should have been doing this. We should have been advertising this way. And we totally blew it. So <laughs> I feel like we missed an opportunity. And I can't remember who he was because uh, I want to give him a shout out. But, hey, whoever you were out there with the Meghan Markle and Harry retweet about Enrico Palazzo's coming to Los Angeles. Uh, I thought it was really, really funny. Well, well done. No doubt about it. And also shout out to Gray Albright from Razball. He's also known as Razball on Twitter. And he retweeted Texas Rangers fans, what they'll be looking like uh, for opening day, because the Rangers announced that they're going to have 100% full capacity for fans this season. I guess today. Yep. <laughs> he retweeted a, the shot from the Naked Gun, which is the namesake of where our title comes from, of the <laughs> Frank Drevin and the or whatever Jane coming together with two giant full-size body <laughs> so. And then said, this will be Texas Rangers fans on opening day. So I thought it was very funny, very I hilarious. Well done, Gray. You are a you're a wise cracking fool, Gray Albright, no doubt about it. What do you guys think right, about well, that topic? I, I hate to I hate to steer you in the wrong direction, and and maybe it's because I'm a, a hosty guy. But what do you guys think about this uh, this Rangers situation? Would you? Get, I saw Matt Williams posted uh, on Twitter um, from Roto Fanatic very interesting question today, just stating, "Would you go if this was your home team and 100 percent you know capacity can be filled with a mask on? Are you guys going? You wouldn't go. Deary's got the vaccine. Free, free tickets." There's another caveat, free tickets, because that would be my oh. only thing. I don't really like paying to go to baseball games because it is a little yeah, bit expensive. Yeah. 
Yeah, I wouldn't. Go, I wouldn't game. go to opening day. I I can't stand opening day going inside of the stadium because sixty five sixty five percent of the people that walk into that stadium just insult me as a baseball fan because they're there just to get completely shit faced. I like going downtown for opening point. day and hanging outside and going to bars, but if I'm going to go into the stadium, I need to enjoy it. And for some reason, it's just people running all over the place. Girls are falling over left and right, and it's just too many people. Um, I like Ooh. to go. <laughs> I like to go like two or three <laughs> days later when at Comerica you have like ten thousand people. But um, COVID wouldn't scare me away just because I have the vaccine. But there's also like I, I will feel bad for like all the other people that are going to be there because it's not like there's going to be people masked up and there's going to be people that don't give a shit and then there's going to yeah. be people that are like a little nervous. So I think it's I think it's kind of a sketchy situation. Well, the requirement is to wear a mask according to the Rangers public. Good luck. Good luck with enforcing that. It's only going to be like 40,000 people. I mean, it's yeah. not going to be a big deal, right? <laughs> no I assume. Man. Bring, I don't, I don't know how Bring much. everybody. Yeah. 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 I'm I, with you. COVID, COVID wouldn't really worry me or anything. But yeah, you're right. Opening day is a bit bit of a slosh fest I have found in my, my lifetime. So It's like a uh, college football Saturday, except mm-hmm. it's like on a, it's just in a bigger city with more people. And that's all it is. It's just yeah. drunkenness all day long. It's St. Patrick's Day. It's the worst version of the united states most of the time in my Agreed. opinion so it's not fun you know? I, I would argue that nfl games are far worse i have seen some debauchery and behavior oh, sure. that should be left unspoken quite frankly at nfl Move games this man! No! you're not supposed yeah. to disrespect the nfl dude i don't think that's allowed oh sorry about that i don't like what's the nfl, the NFL? yeah I've been told the NFL is very powerful, so I would be careful. I don't want you know. I don't want you to get scared. blackballed or anything, dude. Yeah, you know, just I'm gonna get canceled. Get there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think I told you if you got canceled, I'd stand by behind you. I, I appreciate that. You, so unless Can it was for like a canceled? kitty raper beef, then I probably wouldn't support well, that's that. A, yeah, that's that's not great. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like yeah. so, I guess there are specific terms. All right. Well, I'm backtracking yeah. now. Hey, look. <laughs> I hope nobody gets canceled. I hope that we can all be free and support each other the american way with freedom of speech so on that note the texas rangers can have all the fans of the world and they can go ape shit and have a time of their lives on opening day and everybody can get covid and then games will get canceled and we'll have to double inning double header makeups and then we're going to lose at bats plate appearances innings pitched it's going to screw up fantasy all of this comes back to fantasy in the end so watch out that's what completely changes our podcast yes Mm -hmm. it's a nightmare All right, well, on that fun note, why don't we get into leading off? All right, today on Leading Off with Brian Seymour, who's our guest. Me and Deary are going to grill him on. No, we're not going to grill him. I'm just kidding. We want to get some spring training thoughts. Spring training is underway. Brian, I want you to give it to me straight right now. What is the one thing that has really stood out to you over the first 10 days or so of spring training? Um, man, I guess I would, I guess if I had to say, um, knock on wood, it's been the, the lack of any real major injuries, right? I mean, there hasn't been anything too crazy. Forrest Whitley is certainly, um, unfortunate, but I, you know, for fantasy purposes, I don't think he was super counted on still feel bad for the kid, but yeah, other than that, um, you know, Xander Bogar's shoulder thing has me worried. Carlos Carrasco has me uber worried with the elbow pain thing coming out today. But yeah, I, uh, I not unless I'm forgetting something here, not a ton of uh, crazy injuries, which is very nice as we're almost halfway through March, right? 
The Cookie's Fortune. Cookie's Fortune's not gone very well recently. Poor Cookie no. Carrasco. I feel bad. Yeah. In fact, since you brought up the injuries, let's just fast forward to this part of the segment leading off that we're calling Bye Bye Bye. We're losing some players. And they're going bye bye. Forrest Whitley's one. Jonathan Hernandez of the Texas Rangers. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah. I don't think it's not official that Hernandez will be shut down for the year, but he definitely has a UCL sprain. And that is no good because he's a pitcher. So I would say bye-bye to Jonathan, who a lot of people were targeting as the ultimate closer eventually in that bullpen because Rafael Montero got traded to Seattle in the offseason. Jose Leclerc's always a mess, and people were saying this could be the guy, but he's done. And then Zach Britton, elbow, arthroscopic elbow surgery. Not a season-ender necessarily. It's a unique a unique surgery. It's not a Tommy John. It's uh, arthroscopic. So I'm surprised that... Um, Surprised that he's not going to be done for the season. Apparently, he could be back in six weeks, which is a little optimistic, in my opinion. What do you make all these other injuries? Any of these injuries going to hurt your fantasy opportunities in the teams you've already drafted or in future drafts? No, no, nothing's really affecting me. Although I did just omit and remember that I did omit actually a pretty a pretty big injury that did affect me, and that was Cole Calhoun's little uh, torn meniscus issue. <laughs> Um, that he already had surgery on. He's a guy, he's one of those guys. Now, I know nobody's setting out this year to be like, yeah, not good, not good at all. But I know nobody set out this year to be like, hey, um, I want Cole Calhoun on all my teams. But <laughs> he's one of those guys. You know, I think of like Andrew McCutcheon. I always talk about these guys, the boring older guy that nobody worries about. But hey, guess what? He hits in the middle of the lineup and he produces. So I happen to have Cole Calhoun on 25, 20, 25% of my team. So that one stings a bit. But here he is talking about being back in May. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. He fits into the category of sneaky and streaky. He's a guy like a, like a Mikel Franco who will go off for like two weeks and hit like four or five bombs and win you a couple of weeks if you're in a head-to-head or just boost you up in Roto. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Got some power too. So, yeah. Yes, he does Hope have power. But I, I never targeted him. I had no interest. There was never a draft so far where I was like, well, Cal- Calhoun, it's about time. I never said that. And I, in fairness, I never say that either. Like, it's not He's not really a guy that it's like, oh, man. Well, oh, you did give cool. the caveat. You gave the caveat. So yeah, I'm not yeah. saying that's you. But I don't know all he is. provides is power. That's nothing else. He's just power. Right. And I will, you know, another caveat. Uh, you make great points for Roto. Best ball, he's probably even more valuable just because, well, first of all, Chris, you brought up a good point about the streakiness, but also, you know, you just need points in uh, best ball. So another reason that I do have a lot of Cole Calhoun there. So, yeah. Oh, shit. Um, I totally forgot to uh, give a shout out. Well, I'll give you your own personal shout out right here. <laughs> we had somebody who contacted the show the other day and he's like, can you create or is there dynasty points rankings? And I looked around and I asked, and there there really wasn't, there's points rankings, but not for dynasty. And I looked around a lot of websites, Rotoballer, Fantrax, Fantasy Pros, yada, 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 rotofanatic.com, and I couldn't find them. So he gave me the idea to start making my own. So I officially started working on like a big ass, we're talking like 700 players, five to 700 players, a dynasty wow. rankings list of for points leagues only. And then I'm hoping to have it done by the weekend because it takes a while to make a list that long. It's not something you could just knock out. But uh, I want to give a shout out to our guy, AJ, who's kind of AJ, 
TJ. Jesus, what's wrong with me? TJ Bonnet. Thank you, TJ. Really appreciate it. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, there's a J in there. So thanks, TJ Bonnet, for getting me on the right path. And I hope that I can provide you with this rankings for points leagues dynasty style by the weekend i really hope that happens you, so you got the time for you got the time for this mike are you gonna have to pop off this pod and i'm gonna have to carry the load the rest of the way i don't know if you have time for this <laughs> and it's done by the weekend that's a, that's a big stretch man well i'm on like uh i did the first 75 so we're on, we're on our way you're on unlike way. any other human i know why because <laughs> you're fucking grind man i love it this is why you're my boy I'm not going to make it though. This I'm already having heart palpitations right now in this moment. Oh boy, so. that's that's not good. Take do you take a medication or anything like that? You can calm those no. down. No. I'll okay. be fine. I'll be fine. Okay. All right. Oh, man. Come on. Like the Chris Farley heart attack. Uh, he just yes. had a heart attack while pounding some sausage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I miss that guy. Yeah, I miss him too. By the way, if I have to step aside, could you co-host the show with Deary for me while I'm gone, Brian? Absolutely. I'm all good. I don't know that I can live <laughs> up to the hype, but uh, I will be here. Of course you could. But well, we would, it's like any guest host. You never want them to try to recreate what the other host had. You just got to be yourself. You know, but you and Deary have this 15... You, yeah, you guys have this 15-year friendship. I don't know that I can recreate that in like a, you know, like a five-minute... No, you, know. you can't. But okay. you'll start your own. I'll Deary try. will lead you on a path of friendship. Deary's a good okay. friend. Okay, that sounds like a good path. All right, sounds good. Okay, so yeah, thank you to TJ Bonnet. Way to get me on the right track, brother. I love it when we come up with an idea. Wherever there's a hole, like Mike Kerlin's been doing such a great job with the lineups for spring training. He's filling a hole there. And that's Amen. what your podcast did too. Even if you focus on other things, you will be known for best ball and people will come to you for that. And that's a good thing. Because best ball is fucking fun. I love best ball so much. It's easy. I never played it till last year, and I love it. Yeah, you don't got to do anything. You draft the team, and you're uh, all done. That's it. So it's awesome yeah. for busy people. It's perfect for analysts who have too many leagues. It's perfect. I recommend <laughs> mm-hmm. it. And Deary's laughing because of what I did last year. And I'm- I, I can't believe that we were so out of the loop for all these years, just sitting there playing on the same old boring site with our friends that I love. But come on, we need we needed more competition. Too narrow-minded, man. We had the blinders on. Yeah. Man, that's and then once you pe- started telling me about all these different leagues, and I'm like, last year when we started the pot, I'm like, oh, my God, this sounds amazing. Am I walking into the gates of heaven? This is, this is yeah. amazing. Now and, you're part of TGFBI. And, and, and now we're Ram. there. I'm in the Raz yeah. Slam and the TGFBI, and I'm having a great time. I just made a pick. Woohoo! By the way, uh, Brian, are you in both Raz Slam and TGFBI? I am in both. Yes, I am. Uh, and I got to say, I am wildly enjoying the TGFBI draft. Uh, you know, Raz Slam, I am too, but I'm doing best ball all year long. So I'm always kind of in that mind frame. But uh, I'm loving TGFBI. And I I might be guy number 480 to say this, but I really like my team. Uh, <laughs> I, I think there's enough risk reward. I think there's enough there that this could compete for an overall or fall flat on his face so we will see which end of the spectrum i end up on but I, i'm digging it yeah funky butt loving did he say funky butt loving oh wow that Rookie is of the a... year man yep you know that guy ended up in american pie uh, that guy he, he grew did up, he, dude he yeah. was also uh let me let me make sure i'm not wrong here wasn't he also on the wonder years no i think i'm making something up there uh, forget forget uh, all that no he was, no, he was a little too young for that <laughs> he's right around our age mike he's right he's right around 40 now yeah he's brian how old are you you're right uh i am well we already know 1986 so you're 34 yeah okay bingo 34 years My old bad. Yeah. i should have 
I'm sorry. I should have caught yeah, up. How, wait, how old are you guys? How, how old are you guys? We're on the nose. Four oh four zero. Wow. Now, let me ask 40. you. You're, you're barely into 40, but 30s. Best decade of your life, right? That's how I feel right now. <laughs> <laughs> we may have two different answers here. Okay. Yeah, Sounds go ahead, like dude. Come on. No. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed my 30s uh, thoroughly. Um I did a lot of dumbass shit in my 20s. I enjoyed my 20s, yeah. but looking back, once I turned 39, 40, I'm like, man, my 30s were so much better than my 20s. You have more money, more have you have more stable relationships. Um, mm-hmm. You're just a little more secure with yourself. You you don't feel bad about what people are saying about you or how stupid you looked, and you're more yourself, and you're you're more into what what you like. And uh, I I loved my 30s. Uh, we'll see how the 40s treat me though. I don't know. I would echo that. Be even better. Yeah. How about you, Mike? Well, I, I ran into a little bit of an opioids issue in my 30s. It kind of slowed me down a little bit, and you know, maybe it wasn't ideal. But I will say, I learned a lot from my opioids addiction experience in my 30s, and uh, I think it'll set me up for the 40s being the best years yet. That's the good news. I'd say and it was a decade of growth. It was. Yeah. I learned a ton. I made a lot yeah. of hardcore experiences that really taught me what it means to be a human being. Yeah. So now. I would say the been 40s are going to be the best year. The 30s yeah. should be one of the best, but generally the 20s were pretty fun, but I kind of blew them off. I really should have took more advantage of some fun. I kind of stayed downstairs in the basement playing video games too much in my 20s. <laughs> yes. Yeah, same. Um, so four years in, it. Brian? You're, you're loving it? Four I'm, years I'm, in? I'm, I absolutely best. Yeah, absolutely. It's awesome. You know, you have, and then, it, you know, you have a kid and he's like a mini me and he is awesome. He's two years old. I was changing his diaper the other day. He starts counting to me in Spanish, one through six. I was in shock. Never heard him do that before. So, yeah, man. <laughs> That's right. Wow. Yeah. Deary's jealous. Deary's very jealous right now. Deary loves kids. I got yeah. baby fever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I hope you have one that speaks Spanish. It's been a few years, so it's yeah. gonna happen eventually. Eventually. So yeah. the good news is his wife is younger than him, so they could procrastinate for a little bit more. My wife yeah. is thirty-four. She's Brian's age. There you go. You could always acquire a baby through some kind of you know some means out there. Yeah, I can um, just steal one off the street. Yeah. <laughs> Look yeah. at that baby. Let me take it. Keep your oh, eyes peeled. Oh boy. Really? Is that true? Gosh. Man. I don't know. Life yeah. is fascinating. Well, at any rate, we're talking spring training. Uh, (laughs) We are? (laughs) We were, yeah. Uh, Let's go back to spring training. So injuries, buzzkill, some relievers are hurt. Like we said, Forrest Whitley injury. Uh, We want to go to our catch of the day, which is what we share in spring training. Somebody who's really stood out, for better or for worse, by the way. So it doesn't have to be necessarily positive or negative. Good. Our first catch of the day. It's not Drew Smiley. Drew Smiley got smoked in spring training and i wanted to get this on the record because people are loving drew smiley the drew smiley hype is in full swing it's been going on for like four months because he had 30 good innings 30 innings people and i know it's again so this is the battle of the i should have hit the siren by the way so 30 innings versus the short sample of spring training which is an even tinier sample of one outing where he gave up five earned runs in two innings uh, but I, that's what I'm expecting from Drew Smiley. I am not expecting a, a Cy Young season. I know Toby, Batfoot Crazy, I believe, is expecting a Cy Young possible season. Uh, my buddy Paul Mamino, who'll be on the show Thursday, also expecting a possible breakout year that'll go 
I don't know, top 20 starting pitcher overall? It sounds crazy to me. Brian, what do you think of Drew Smiley? So it's an intriguing thing. I, I think I have him on one out of 155 teams or something like that. So I wouldn't say I'm high on him. But uh, I agree with you with like the 30 inning thing, obviously. But that kind of velocity increase is so crazy that he's got to be a different pitcher now. There's no way he's the, the same guy. Now, the only thing that sucks is, of course, massive injury history. So is it a gamble? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's a guy that if you're in an overall like a main event, which is not not really something that I play in, but even like TGFBI, I think that could change. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I could do it. I just I don't really like the um, I don't like the prospects of putting my money in an overall prize pool. I like to keep it all within the same league, you know. So oh, the ROI okay. is a little bit you know, like higher for me. But you know, Smiley is a guy who could 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 win that for you. I mean, if he if he pitches, I'd say even 120 innings this year at the level of effectiveness that um, a guy who had a three mile per hour increase in his fastball could. I think you could be looking at some good stuff. Um, I don't know what to predict, though. I shouldn't predict anything, but he's an intriguing guy. Wow. I'll say that. Yeah. Wow. Okay, then. Now, Drew Smiley on Tuesday against the Pirates, too. This was against the Pirates, people. I know it's only <laughs> one spring training outing, but it was against the Pirates. Two innings, eight hits, five earned runs, one walk, three strikeouts. But that's the way. People get out via the strikeout now. That's the modern-day game. So I... Uh, sure. It's one small sample size, I admit that, but I want to get that on the record that I would be very, very cautious with Drew Smiley this year. If I was putting him as, like, one of my five starting pitchers to rely on in, like, a rotation overall on a league, I wouldn't be doing that. I would love to take a flyer on him as a streamer, and that's about it. So I want to get that on the record today. I feel like I'm, not, dra- I'm not drafting him in the top. I'm not drafting him in the top 225. There's, there's just not enough to love there. Yeah, that, and that's pretty much where he's going, I believe, right after that, if I'm if I can remember. But yeah, I, I I haven't drafted him, so it's I'm totally cool if I miss on him. But there could be something special there. We'll see. We'll see. Home ballparks. You want to take a dinghy? No. Oh, I'm sorry. You want to take a dinghy? Okay. Well, I mean, if anything, it could be something. If anything, it could be, keep, dude, keep playing it, keep playing it. <laughs> if anything, it could be similar to like a Charlie Morton who just gets a really good late start to his career in his early to mid thirties. I mean, Drew Smiley's I think thirty one right now. Um, he has put together a couple decent seasons in his career. Tribe has the, spoken. The injury problems have been a disaster, and you know, basically two thousand sixteen through nineteen. I mean, he was kind of a mess, and I'm not gonna buy any stock into 26 innings from last year. What I'd really like to know is what his fastball sat at today. If it sat at 93, which Brian alluded to that he was throwing last year, that could be a big deal. So, um, but yeah, I'm not getting shares at him at where he's being drafted right now. There it is. Drew Smiley has been spoken for. We got to get it on the record. That's why we do this. We got to, you know. We're going to get on your face and point out your faults. Sorry, Drew. That's what we're doing here. No bullshit. Uh, however, Brian. The catch of the day, in my opinion, is this guy. Good. Our first catch of the day. My guy, Mickey Moniak. What about Mickey Moniak? Remember him? Phillies. Yeah. High draft Number pick. one pick overall. Yeah. He's raking in spring training right now, and the center field job is open. Is it? I think is they it? like Odubel Herrera to make it come back right now, but uh, seems like Joe Girardi does. He, he doesn't yeah. care about character. Not so much worried about, you know, 
violence and things of that nature. So, you know, if that's yeah. everybody deserves a second chance. I mean, I was addicted to opioids and I ruined everything in my life. So I'm all and about here. You are chances. on the best fantasy yeah. baseball podcast there is. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's a good quite one. the comeback yeah. story. <laughs> spin it. Yeah, that's a good spin. Nice job, buddy. I'm impressed. Yeah. Uh, no, we, we do a good show here. But, Brian, Mickey Moniak coming out of the shoot opening day as on the 26 person roster. Do you see this as a reality? I, man, that's really hard for me to say. I, uh, the Phillies have some pretty good depth. He's not somebody that's been on my radar even remotely. Um, no, no one's drafting Mickey Moniak anywhere, (laughs) even in like 50 round DCs. No, no. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, I think he could certainly make their roster. Um, I don't know. Obviously, like the pedigree was there and he hasn't lived up to it yet. So I, I don't know. I, I'd be lying if I told you that I knew lots about um, Mickey <laughs> at this point. So um, yeah. I know, I know no they got does. a full outfield. I know there's no DH. So um, oh, keep, or let's keep is an eye there? On it. Do you know something See, I don't I know? Yeah, I, no, I, Mike, I, Mike, I, Mike, I, think, Mike, Mike thinks something's going to happen. He Nothing to go on. No evidence, but he, he just he, a he feeling. Okay. He has that feeling. Yeah. He has that feeling. And his loins. You know, yeah. His, yeah, these loins. Yeah. Tell you, let me tell you about my loins. No, <laughs> Roto Gut, Vlad Sedler, if he's got gut instincts, he uses his gut sometimes. Yes, Why can't does. I use my gut? So my gut's Good telling point. me that DH could be in play here. And I was I explained this yesterday on the episode. If you'd like to go back and listen to it, you can listen to our last episode, which featured Frank Amarante. So I, I kind of just feel like the lineups are maximizing the DHs right now. In all areas, Arizona and Florida, and they're they're practicing like they're going to play. And I think a DH could show up in our front door, like a stork dropping off a baby, which I never understood where the hell that came from in the first place. Um, Back to acquiring babies uh, from out of nowhere. That seems to be the main theme <laughs> of this show tonight. I think that's how I'm going to acquire a baby. I'm going to call the stork. Yeah. <laughs> It's storked. There you go. Oh, shit, man. This show is off the rails. No doubt about it. No joke. I'm going to make it even more off the rails. Uh, When I was a child, I thought I was was bought at Toys R Us. I had no idea what childbirth was. I thought I was purchased at Toys R Us until I was probably six or seven years old. (laughs) Whoa. That's pretty late in the game. That's Santa Claus find out age almost. Um, Now, is it something that was told to you? Yeah, I have two older brothers who just fucked with me for oh, okay. well, thank 30, God. 30 years I, I, I of my life. I thought it was your parents, or that's good no. anyway. Well, it's not good. I'm this glad place you're... is a dump. Glad it's your siblings anyway, I guess. Toys R Us, dear. I never knew that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, Toys R Us no longer exists, so if anything, you're like a remaining relic of a bygone yeah. era. You, you could either purchase a Cabbage Patch doll or a Chris Deary. <laughs> Yeah, one of the two. buy one like go on Deary's. Yeah, <laughs> it is, Brian. Yes, sir. That's funny. Nice. Okay, so look, there's a lot of guys who are the first catch of the day. They're going to stand out every day on spring training. The question is, are they real or not? So it's up for you to decide. Drew Smiley, was it real or not? Mickey Moniak going five for nine, hitting some home runs, triples. Is it for real or not? Brian Hayes, he's killing it. He had another great game. He's clearly somebody who is being drafted like... He's the catch of the day. So that's not as, that's not a lot of, I don't know, fraudulent movements with his, with his play. I don't believe that what we see from Cabrian Hayes is anything more than what we would expect from him. But the lineup is what always comes back to people. People believe in his talent. 
but they wonder about the lineup around him. Brian Seymour, Brian Hayes, having a great spring training, being drafted, uh, you know, about 115, 110, 105 ADP, give or take. Are you concerned about the overall lineup? or is Because me and Deary have had this argument about the single player versus the team game. And baseball is one of the games where you can have a big impact as a singular player. To an extent. I'm all in on Brian Hayes. Absolutely. Uh, This guy, yeah, the lineup around him is not fantastic. You do have Brian Reynolds there, who I think is going to have a nice little bounce back. Uh, Not a lot else. I'm not going to lie. However, um, Brian Hayes has some skills. He he can hit for average. Uh, He's certainly got speed. He's The Pirates, I, I imagine, are probably going to let him go as far as that goes. Who knows? Gregory Polanco may be able to figure out how to play 130 games and get on base a little bit or something. This was the guy who was the top prospect in baseball at one point. Um, and it's about Hayes that you've got to love, especially like in a big, like a main event setting or any, you got to love this anywhere. Um, he's going to play because of his glove there and the team's not good. So he's always going to be in there. Um, so I'm all in. I, there's certainly people who are going to, overpay you know we know that young players and prospects get overhyped annually it's you know you usually make money off the backs of that and get the like the the cole calhouns the guys we were talking about earlier but uh yeah i'm i'm all in on cabrian hayes i I feel really good about what he's gonna do this season that is bullshit (laughs) i'm with you you disagree no that was someone else said that not me i oh okay well okay well i'm glad you're with the lineup that's all that matters to me yeah yeah, the lineup's not that bad either. It's it's being so dismissed because of 2020 and we had the short sample size where a lot of guys were just the worst. They were awful, and that's what happens sometimes. We get it. But that's well, if anything, it. it might actually help him out in terms of something like stolen bases because he needs to get himself mm-hmm. in scoring position after singles. So like you said, Mike, they're just going to let him go. And mm-hmm. you know, to an extent, he'll be able to just deal with what he can do singularly, which is going to be he's going to be able to get average, maybe pop some home runs. He's going to play every damn day. He might be one of the few guys that plays 162 games in the season. And it's just whether or not somebody can knock him in once he's on base. But he should be able to help him himself out enough. I have no shares of him right now. Uh, I'm not disappointed in that. But, uh, you know, I still have a few drafts coming up. So so maybe I can grab him here or there. And that's where the big bucks start rolling in. Brian Hayes, destined for big things. No doubt about it. Okay, well, those are our catches of the day. Uh, some of them, very tasty morsels. Others, eh, you know, a little putrid, maybe a little rotten. Uh, Drew Smiley, a little stinky. Day-old fish, not ideal. I would pass on it. They try to push the fish when it goes bad at restaurants, and we still eat it. So don't be that guy. Don't be those people that eat the raw fish, the nasty fish that's gross. I want you guys to win. We all support you here on the Hans and Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the Roto Fanatic Podcast Network. Don't forget that. Palazzo Podcast or ProtonMail.com is how you can contact the show. You can also contact the show through DMs. Palazzo Podcast on Twitter. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. Give me two. Don't forget that. We are here to support you guys. We want you guys to win. We want you guys to make money. We want you to have a big-ass trophy to you know, hold high over your arms and say, Woohoo! we did it. We're number one. Farva's number one, okay? We believe in you guys. So don't forget that. That's what we try to do here. Have some good time. Have some laughs. A little bit of entertainment. Have on great guests like Brian Seymour, who is currently joining us. And you can follow him on Twitter at Fantasy Best Ball. But the last L in ball, Brian? It is a number one. And I think that's just a little creation. I think that's just the default uh, 
Yeah, just the name that they they wanted to to roll with me. Now that's going to be changing in like four days. So um, I've been giving it out. I've been uh, you know it's uh, it's it's stamped on every podcast. So you know I'll have to fix some of that stuff on the back end. But I won't lose any followers. I already looked into this. You don't lose followers if you change your Twitter handles. Weird stuff happens in the background somewhere, but no followers will be lost. So that's all good. Okay. Well, good. I don't want to lose you. Bye, Felicia. I want to hold on to you big time. All right, mm-hmm. let's get into it. It's time for the segment of the show where we try to omit some baseball logic and we talk about the man, the myth, the legend. Brian Seymour is going into Enrico's Inquisition. Brian, are you ready to rock? Let's do it. I am ready. Would you prefer to deal with a manipulative person or a callous person? Wow, this is deep. Deep into my psyche. Alan Trammell or Lou Whitaker? Oh, I knew you were going to hit me with that. The 1988 Dodgers or the 2020 Dodgers? Oh, the 1988, by far. It was the happiest moment like of my sports life. That was my first gut moment. Oh, oh Nelly, get ready for some doozies. Because it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. Enrico's Inquisition. <laughs> yes, Sariba. Brian Seymour is officially in the Inquisitional Chamber. We have closed the doors, we have locked them, and he will not be able to leave until he has answered all of our queries. On the Hey, it's Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast with Michael Govier and Tris Deary. Brian Seymour, this is a show that is supported by Russell Crowe. This is the official fantasy baseball podcast of Russell Crowe, in case you did not know that. Very important that people see, see, people don't know this. We got to get the word out on this. It's very important that people know where he comes from and that he has a lot of respect for what we do here. So in that spirit, we've had differing opinions on this. And well, I hope you're with us. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. That's right. That's from the movie itself, Mastering Commander. This is the official Mastering Commander fantasy baseball podcast. So do you prefer Survivor, the TV show, or Mastering Commander, the film? Wow, I can't say that I uh, am a viewer of either. Um, <laughs> geez. Stewart and Rowe like, question's dead. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to go with the film. I, I, I would not watch Survivor on television. That is not something that I would watch. So, oh, yeah. Doug would be upset. Tribe has spoken. There it is. Not That's all you have to say. You can just not dismiss it. it. Call it all trash. I'm not a reality guy in any in any way at all. So yeah. Good. You shouldn't be a guy like that. You more you have much too much substance to be a reality show guy, in my opinion. However, there are people that I respect and with their brains that like reality TV. So I'm confused. I don't really know what to make a reality yeah. TV. Yeah. It makes me feel bad. I don't watch it. Deary, you and Christina, do you guys watch reality TV together? No, it's been years since we are ever hooked on any any of those shows. She likes that Jersey Shore show just because it's absolute, like, gutter trash. But, uh... Wasn't that it's a long time ago? Oh, no, they're still doing it, man. Snooki? Is Snooki still around? Did you ever yeah. see the Snooki <laughs> South Park episode? I don't know if you ever saw Snooki. <laughs> I have not, no. Not, not, not. Didn't they make her, like, a meatball or something? Yeah, believe it or not, she's not, like, even the most flattering... Lights, I would say, on that episode. I, I just, I mean, you can argue she never was on Jersey Shore, but yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. That is, yeah. Don't be that guy. Uh, that's hard to take. I, I'm going to have to absorb that for a while. Okay. Anywho, that's fine. All right. Uh, sliders or curveballs? 
You know, I love this question. I'm going to go curveballs. I always love a really good hook. Um, you know, being a Cardinal fan, Adam Wainwright, I've got to watch a really good one over the years. But I'll tell you who really sticks out when I think about a good curveball. It's a guy that I used very frequently in the best uh, baseball video game of all time, MVP Baseball 2005. We all know that that is the best game of all time. Barry Zito. I would use the lefty hook was Barry Zito against my buddy all the time. We would play up against each other. Every game was 1-0, 2-1, maybe 3-2. We had a high-scoring game. I would just throw that curve, bam, right in the dirt. He'd swing over it all the time. So I'm a sucker for a good curveball, yes. Wow. Yeah. That is fantastic. I love MVP baseball. It was so important. We I played the shit yeah. out of it. I drove it to the ground. We kept... The roster's going. I played that well up until probably like 2009-ish before I finally mm-hmm. abandoned it or when mm-hmm. the next uh, generation of platforms came out as well, like PS3 and Xbox 360, and they didn't have MVP. So, But it was such a great game. It really was. It was so Manny customizable. Ra- Manny Ramirez on the cover, right? Yes. That's right. Yeah. And it, I got a copy it was right over best. there. That's over there on the shelf. I have a PS2 in my living room right now, and it's sitting in it. I haven't fired it up in quite a long time. But, uh, it's a great game. Yeah, it's a great game. Dude, the, be- the best gameplay of any baseball game I ever played. Any sports game, actually, I would say. Uh, any football game. There, there it is. is. Absolutely. We all own there it. Is. Everybody in this community owns it, I think. So. I even got 2004, too. With that I one. have yeah. it, too. Yeah. Yep, there I have go. that one, too. Yep. Yep. Awesome. See it all with the hitter's eye. EA Sports hitter's eye. Wow. Now, I turned off the hitter's eye. That bothered me. I definitely turned that off. But to, uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did too. Yeah. Yeah. But great oh. game. John so Dow. Good. John Dow. <laughs> Barry Bonds. Bonds. As yep. John Dow. That's yes. Yeah, there was a lot of names that need to be changed. There was also other guys. There was some guy who sucked, but he was still like a relief pitcher. But he. He crossed the line during the, the replacement players period, but he was still in the league. I can't remember which way it was. But huh. okay. Yeah, there was a lot of names. There was a couple names in there who were not a part of MLBPA, so they couldn't have their name in there. But. Another funny thing they did, if you looked at the top prospect minor leaguers, you could tell that they just did like a name randomizer because you would get like Chuck Suzuki. Yep. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Jim Nomo. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> whatever you say. Yeah, the names that didn't make a lot of sense. Yes, I think that's yeah. true. Jim Nomo. <laughs> anybody who grew up, yeah. That's Jim. so good, Brad. Hey, Jim yeah. Nomo. I love Jim Nomo. Yeah. But, any, yeah. you know, anybody who grew up in that era, even if you were a teenager or you're already in your 20s, I mean, I was already in my 20s when that came out, and that was a game I was a big fan of. What I talked about earlier in the show, when I spent a lot of my 20s in the basement playing, playing video game. games, this was definitely football. that game. I yeah. was down there. I moved yep. to South Carolina in Charleston, and I was playing MVP 04 all the time, not going outside. I should have been. So. Mistakes were made. Yeah. Ryan Seymour is joining us for the Enrico's Inquisition portion of the Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Ryan, what is your favorite band of all time? Talked about this on Twitter the other day. My favorite band of all time is the progressive rock band, I guess you would say, Tool. Uh, early 90s fame, still going strong today. Uh, my favorite era of music is that kind of early 90s rock. Yes. Oh, yeah. The early 90s rock, and not necessarily the grunge. I don't want to just, I don't like to just kind of dumb everything down to that because I'm not really like a Nirvana fan, believe it or not. But <gasps> yeah, blasphemy. <laughs> I, I know, but I, I, I was wow. more, 
Alice in Change, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, you know, but Tool, or Rage Against the Machine, but Tool definitely takes the cake for me. Just the, what they're able to do musically, lyrically. Uh, I mean, they're kind of a modern day, I guess Rush might be the best comparison, but much, much harder stuff. And maybe a little longer. They definitely have four, though, because the singer doesn't do anything. Uh, yes, yes, correct, yes. There, it's not a three. Sorry, I get technical like about three threesomes as bands. I get very technical about because people like to throw in, hey, oh, the singer doesn't do anything. It's still a threesome. Like, what do you mean? The singer sings, so that's a fourth. That's a fourth instrument. Right. So I'm not going to have that. So, but especially I do, if they're a singer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it's an instrument as well. Now, Getty Lee, interesting voice, but I, I really like him. But yeah. Um, I think Maynard from Tool, the vocalist, it, you know, it, it's like another instrument. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm all about that. I'm with you. You seen yeah. him live, Brian? Well, you know, that's probably five times. Yeah. yeah. Your opinion, Yeah, it's man. been. We went a couple of years ago, me, Deary, and the crew, 2017. That was great. That was great. Ten oh, songs, yeah? two, two hours, 15 minutes. It was fantastic. Exactly, yeah, just ten songs. Yeah, that's probably all they could fit in, yeah. Yeah, they're so yeah. Yeah. First, yeah. First time I ever yeah, saw I just, them. I saw them uh, a little before COVID, a couple of Novembers ago, actually, so... And we had to shut everything down. But yeah, great show. Always a great time seeing them. So, love them. What's the best two album? In my humble opinion, and I don't think I'm in the minority with this, I would say Lateralis that came out in uh, 2001. That is definitely my all-time fave. Uh, the song Lateralis from the album is my favorite song of all time. Uh, not 10,000 Days. Close. I like to, dude, I like 10,000 Days. People actually shit on that. And I think, like, as we've kind of, you know, it, it's been out now. It's been out now for, like, 15, what, 16 years at this point? It's now become, people really like it. I, I've always liked it. Jambi, uh, the second track, is top five tool song for me. Um, and the new album, Fear Inoculum, I absolutely really love it. Oh, my really God, good. I love it. Yeah. And it's very, you know, it, Wait, it's. Wait, shit in your ears? Come on! Like all Tool, it takes patience, uh, <laughs> especially that album. But yeah, I, I yes, love Fear Inoculum, too. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Tool, Maynard's had two very successful bands. A Perfect Circle, did you enjoy Perfect Circle as well or no? I like A Perfect Circle. It's um, it's not Tool, obviously. But uh, yeah, it's, it, it's something totally different. It's something you have to be in the mood for. And I think they did some awesome stuff. But I would never, ever put it anywhere near where I put Tool. Tool's kind of like I hold them at almost like a religious level in my life. I mean, you know, when I... Like does Pearl Jam. (laughs) I I love Pearl Jam, too. I really do. Um, Yeah, Tool, I was, you know, younger and going through some weird stuff. Kind of that stuff, you know, we talk about when you're in your early 20s or late teens and everything. And, you know, low self-esteem, drinking issues, just all kinds of weird, weird stuff. And, uh, yeah, that band, kind of the discovery of them and reading the lyrics and everything really, really got me through. And uh, to this day, it's re- that's a really cool thing. You know, it's been over 15 years of loving this band, and it's nothing's changed. I, I feel the exact same way as I did when I was, like, 19 years old. So, yeah, I'm all about them. What's, no- what's so nuts is probably, like, when you were just getting into them, like, they'd put out, like, five, six albums within, like, what 13 14 years and then they took 13 years to put yeah. fear and inoculum out <laughs> yeah yeah they, they had just put out Ten Thousand days when i was getting into them and i remember i bought it no way. and i was like dude i don't even i don't i don't know that i understand this stuff yet like these seven minute songs and everything i, I didn't have like a trained musical ear 
but I, I started to, of course, over time. And then, yeah, then I had a 13 year wait until Fear Inoculum came out. So when Fear Inoculum came out for me, it was like the first time as an already Tool fan, I got to hear new Tool music, you know? So it was a really special thing. And then the song Fear Inoculum was trending number one on YouTube the day it was released. I was like pinching myself. I was like, dude, this is, I don't know what world I'm in right now. So very awesome. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, dude. I can respect that. Tool's a great band. 90s music, 2000 music. It's all good. You said the 80s was your least favorite decade, so you made that very clear. Um, the sound <laughs> is... Some of us. The sound, you know, and here's the thing. Oh, a band that I also love, I didn't mention, from the 80s originally is Nine Inch Nails. So they kind of incorporate a little bit of that 80s sound early on. Um, but it's just that, yeah, most of the, some of the electronica stuff, I'm just not not as into i guess i don't i guess that's what it is i don't know oh okay yeah like the so we've talked about this a couple weeks ago with chris from baseball pods who was on the show and he loves he loves hip-hop but he also loves like classic rock which he called it but i guess 80s is classic rock now dearie which is strange (laughs) (laughs) it's called new classic rock late 80s early 90s is called new classic rock (laughs) at least in in detroit I gotta ask Richard Sands. He knows how all this stuff is classified. Oh yeah! But Shout out to Richard Sands. He's a great guy. I like that guy. He really is. Yeah, yeah. great dude. Love Richard. But The Cure is a great band. You don't like The Cure? I respect them. I, I admittedly don't know tons of their stuff. That, that you would probably laugh at me. I know uh, Friday. I'm in love, and that's about it. Oh, um, see, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, that, that'd be like if a Tool fan was like. Yeah, uh, sober. You're like, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's one, you know. But right. um, yeah, you know, I, I'm just I'm not an '80s aficionado. I, I I know the Cure is a talented band. I should know more about them. I'll say that. I oh, think there's guilty. some darker, heavier stuff deep down in the catalog that I think you would really enjoy. Okay, definitely. Okay, definitely. Yes. I, I will should, make uh, effort to check that out. Forget the '90s. Go back to the '80s and the late '70s. You know, it all started with "Boys Don't Cry" in the late '70s. Technically, you ever heard that song? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, they were a, they were a punk band probably. in the late '70s. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of when that was all coming about, right? I mean, the late '70s was all about that, and then kind of went through the '80s, I guess, right? I'm not a huge punk yeah. aficionado either. I don't know tons, but yeah. Mm. We got well, a lot to gone. teach you, Brian. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Well, this is what I, it's what about. I like. You connect with people and you learn music. You you connect and exchange musical ideas with each other, and that's how you grow and you connect on a deeper level with people. But you also get a better collection of music overall. Yes, totally agree with that. And, and yeah, I've been opened up to all kinds of. And I, I like a wide range of music. I don't know what it is. It's just I, I feel like when I hear songs that are from the '80s, I hear the '80s. Like, I know, <laughs> I, I can tell you what decade a song is from just from hearing it. Like, Lady in Red comes on, and, uh, you know, I'm like, well, I know where I am right now. Or, like, okay, let's pick a band like Aerosmith, okay? So this is a classic rock band. If, if I hear one of their 80s songs, I know immediately it's 80s Aerosmith. It's just the way that things are recorded, the way that it sounds, yeah. you know. Like, Janie's Got a Gun, you know what decade that came from. As soon as you hear it, loving an elevator, same thing. So, now sweet emotion, ragdoll. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I, I think this is another nugget. As a kid, huge, maniacal Aerosmith fan, and I saw them live very many times. So I grew out. Wow. Yeah, kind of weird. I had I had this babysitter <laughs> in 1990. <laughs> she used to babysit us, and we lived in Brighton, Michigan at the time, and. 
we would go stay at her house too during the summer for a few days and lived on a farm and she had this kid brother and he was obsessed with Aerosmith and like it was like a farm I smelled like horse shit all the time and everything it was weird it really stunk outside if you like that farm smell then this is perfect for you but this kid had every Aerosmith tape recorded it was all tapes this is 1990 and he was Mm -hmm. just shoving it down my throat but eventually I was like into it because he just kept it's all I was exposed to in 1990 I had yeah. my first tape before that was Richard Marks I didn't have a lot going on you, know, so. <laughs> you got a yeah, favorite you the short, Mike Mike you got the short end of the stick by not having older brothers yes yeah I, I, I never fell in I never fell into the musical garbage as a kid because I had two older brothers that listened to some good stuff growing up <laughs> That's very helpful. That's did, did they teach you the Pearl Jam? Is that how you got into Pearl Jam? Uh, well, I mean, it was like 11, 12 when that came out. I kind of got into that my own, but it was oh. more of like my brother got me into classic rock and then got me into some kind of like indie stuff from the 80s and stuff like that. And I still go see concerts with him all the time. So Nice. Nice. What's your favorite We're Pearl Jam song? Sorry. <laughs> it's impossible. Come on. It's it is? Impossible. Okay. Yeah. For okay. him. All right. He's a psycho about it. He's like, he's like you with Tool. But he can't yeah. even pick one. He can't even pick one. Depends what time of the day it is. If it's 7.37 on a Whoa. Thursday, it might be corduroy. If it's 9.40 on a Monday, it might be lightning bolt or black or something. What do you feel about uh, um, Rearview Mirror? That's one of my favorites. Oh, it's it's certainly in the conversation. It's one of the best yeah. like jam-out songs you can ever do. I, I think we did that one in the basement several times, Mike. Remember those days? Oh, sure I do. Well, that one got exhausted because it was on the soundtrack for MLB 2K7, I believe. MLB right. 2K, oh, wow. the baseball game. River Mirror was on that soundtrack, and I got really sick of it because it was always playing in my menu when I was doing stuff. That's kind such a shame, out. man. That's a shame when something like that happens with a great song. It's like, man, this is so yes. great, but I can't like respect it anymore because it's in my head all day long. Yeah. Do you guys true. remember the songs on uh, MLB 2005? <laughs> yeah, oh, MVP. On, uh, yeah. MVP? Yes, sure. uh, oh, the yeah. bravery, honest ooh, mistake. Ooh, That's right. Oh, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Uh, yeah. I can't get this out of my head. Yeah, yeah there you go. Was. There's that Dragon yeah. McMurphy song. Yeah, me and Guy used to do that all the time. Yeah. We just yeah. go, ooh, 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 <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> It was really annoying, but we laughed. Yeah, man. We laughed. Yeah, I remember every song on there. Oh, the, uh, so much nostalgia. Wow. Yeah, so the honest mistake, yeah. The editors was on the MLB. Well, no, they weren't on that one. Yeah, no, the editors were on that one. Yeah, yeah. What's they were the on MLB two K? The editors I didn't play 2K. is. Uh, oh, was that? Yeah, 2K so it was on two K. I mix it up. Let's re- okay. Forget that. So. Throw that away. But yeah. Any anybody else? Oh, uh, um, Let It Dive by You Know Us by the Trail of Dead was on. Oh, that's there. right. That's a good, that's a good band yeah. too. Yeah. That was one of my favorite bands at the time. So I was like blown away that it was on MVP baseball. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, if yeah. you don't know them, Brian, check them out. They're super progressive. Uh, I, uh, check that out. Yeah, I, I'm just, you know what? That's actually good. Yeah, I'll just pull up MVP Baseball 2005 soundtrack <laughs> after this and dive into every single band. Yeah. Well, I don't think worry. I've done it with after the, the When the show's over, I'm going to put a bunch of this stuff under this conversation because we can't play music on YouTube because it'll kick us off. And we'll, it's right. so annoying. Yeah. yeah. But in post, we can do it. Nobody cares. So the yeah. podcast is actually, technically, the podcast is the better version of this show, just for the record, for those of you yes. that watch the live stream. Yeah. We're talking with Brian here. We're in Enrico's Inquisition. We got to move forward. We're Christ, still man. in the Inquisition. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I mean, you know, we, there was so much. The tool talk led us down a lot of different roads. and that That's was usually fun, what happens but... with me with that topic. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, I'm going to do a couple quick hitters here real quick before we move on. So, uh. 
South Park or Family Guy? South Park, hands down. I, I, I so much loved the episode where they trolled and made fun of Family Guy with the uh, manatees with the idea balls. I thought that was one of the oh, funniest yeah. South Park episodes of all time. And then they even incorporated the Simpsons into it, and Bart shows up, and it just, you know, South Park was great because they knew they know how to make fun of themselves, you know. And that's another one, man. We're talking a lot of nostalgia on the show today, and man, I, I remember being to date myself a little bit. Um, you know, you guys are older, I guess, but when I was 12 years old, man, just riding the bus, hearing people talk about like, dude, did you watch South Park last night? Like, oh yeah, Kenny died by blah blah blah, and I'm like, I could watch this damn show. My parents knew that there was something bad going on with it, so I, I had to stay up late and pretend I was doing something else and to, to catch, you know, um, Carmen get an anal probe or whatever it may have been back then. So, <laughs> South Park, hands down. Yeah. I remember when the debut episode came on. It was 1997. 97. We were all sitting in a living room with a bunch of friends, and it was the anal probe episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is yeah. this show? And that's, I never really caught up with it after it started. I watched the first season, and that's all I had. But and that's such trash. It's such trash compared to later. Like, I think by season four, the animation began to look a little bit better, and they were, like, really hitting their stride. And then, man, from then on, just epic stuff. Did you guys see the Pandemic special that came out last I did year? Not. I did. I they got another it. one coming out. Is that tonight? They got um, a new episode coming out? Dude, or is, is it tonight, a retread awesome. of what came out? Uh, no, there's a, a new one. Ago. It's a okay. new one. I it's think a it's it's like a vaccination. The vaccination special. one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm pretty. Oh, I love what they yeah. do. I love that they exist. I do. I, yes. I'm, I don't watch them regularly, but I love the fact that they rip on the whole world. They're not everybody. They're yeah. equal opportunity. Mm-hmm. They don't. Uh, you know, there's no red, blue. There's no politics. It's just like everybody is clueless, and I love that angle. I really do. So I'm glad that they're out there doing it. Yeah, I'm with you. It's it's their strength, man. I absolutely love the show. I hope it's on forever. I hope it's on till we die. Because one day we will all perish from this earth. But hopefully it's not for a while yet. We'd like to have Brian around for a little while longer. We're getting to know him and uh, you know, liking what we're hearing here from Brian. Pretty cool all dude. Right. I'm glad I'm making a good impression. So, it's time for Love right. or Money. I'll tell you, I've thought about this one a lot. And I think <laughs> that the interesting thing about this question is you do get the opportunity to kind of qualify it. So if we're talking like romantic love versus money, I got to go money because, uh, you know, I think when you're after that chase um, kind of makes you, you become a, 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 an even more valuable commodity. It's kind of something I, I strive to as a man. I'm an investor. You know, it's what I'm all about. Um, but we all need, you know, human love and love of self in our life. I think that is number one is loving yourself. And it's a journey that, uh, man, most of the nation very clearly is still on. Um, if you ask me and I'm not trying to sound condescending, I'm certainly not there some days, but man, you get on some of these social media apps and just the way that people are acting and the way they put their lives out there and the way that they communicate with others. Um, there's a lot of work, I think, for everybody to do there to, to look in the mirror and reflect a little bit. So I think that self-love, that is the most important love. That is the love that I would uh, vote for in this category. That's beautiful. You're beautiful. I know that you okay. are somebody who's trying to... You want to be out of the game. Like You, you don't want to necessarily bust your ass on a 9-to-5-er, right? You're looking for other ways to kind of make the most of your experience on this planet right 
Exactly. Yeah. And it's, you know, obviously easier said than done, but uh, I've kind of found this nice pocket of time where, you know, I think I gave up kind of maybe having a career that I, um, you know, live a life you don't want to take a vacation from and all these, you know, um, <laughs> bullshit posters that are on like, my mother's wall at home. But uh, I, I gave up on kind of like, this is my dream job and it's always, and, and maybe if I went to school for something actually important, I, I would have lived that life, but I'm not there. So it, I, I do things that I find interesting that my brain works well at the job and I uh, enjoy, you know, um, and then do passion stuff in my spare time. All I am a very frugal guy and I probably save 40 plus in excess of 40% of my income and just, yeah, I, I'm a grinder as well, much like yourself, Mike. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of put a target on hopefully by 50. That's still a long ways off, but by 50, being able to say, hey, I'm a financially independent, free man to do whatever he wants. Maybe it'll come earlier than that, you know, have some successes here with the baseball stuff. But, uh, yeah, man, it's all about that. It's about building relationships along the way. You never know what little breaks may happen and stuff. But, yeah, I think if you're keeping your nose to the grindstone and taking what's yours and saving your money, you're on a good track. So, And that's where the big bucks start rolling in. <laughs> that is right. Forever. I mean, Classic. that's difficult. That's difficult forever, man. To have that life forever is challenging. And it, we talked about this with Blair Williams last Friday night. He was talking about the commodification of the fantasy business, the fantasy industry. And he was talking, I don't know if people got this. He was talking a little bit more from the the fan duels and the DraftKings approach where it's just like money, 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 money. It's not necessarily everybody who's trying to survive and maybe make a buck doing this. He was talking from a bigger approach from some of these companies, I believe. But there's nothing wrong with commodifying what you do, right, Brian? I, I would clearly, or I would assume that you are very much pro, hey, Nothing wrong with getting paid for your time to do something that you enjoy. Yeah, I'm I'm Mr. Capitalism for sure. I know that's like a swear word, I guess, these days. But uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> even though it's what our country is kind of built on. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I think you absolutely have to do you You have to do that. You know, you have to believe in yourself and you have to uh, don't be afraid to ask for things is something that I have uh, dealt with, and, you know, not been able to do. And had to open up and say, you know, I I think I'm doing a pretty good job with X, Y, or Z. Let me just ask for the raise or ask if this company might be interested in a pairing of some sort or something. And, you know, you're going to get ghosted. People are going to... That's totally fine. You know, you got to have thick skin. Even what you're doing and you're confident in yourself, that's what it's all about, man. And the results going to come you know you just got to keep your head up and keep moving so that that's that's what i'm about every day that's a fantastic message what a great way to wrap up the segment of enrico's inquisition with brian seymour he's dropping knowledge he's dropping dimes he's dropping loads he's dropping (laughs) dropping (laughs) loads dropping some loads (laughs) (laughs) yes thank you brian that's very uh very yeah we like to talk about strategy of life on the show too you know it's just fantasy strategy mixed in but there's also technical aspects about decisions you make in your own existence and how they can impact your future and your immediate kind of next week next month future so i mm-hmm. uh, i applaud you for that and shit we could do a whole another conversation about some more stuff like that but this is a fantasy baseball show so we should try to rein it in and bring it all back 
bring it all back to fantasy baseball because that's what the people demanded. Right, people? Yeah, he agrees. I don't know if he's listening, but he agrees. Well, so, yeah, somebody's watching right now. This You're watching the live stream of the Hey, it's Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Hello. Hi out there. Hello, everybody. And if you're listening on the podcast version, hello to you all out there. It's a pleasure to have you aboard. Don't forget that Brian can be found on Twitter at, well, I feel like we shouldn't even bring this up anymore. I should just not find you on Twitter. Yeah, go right ahead. It's right. Yeah, at Fantasy Best, B-A-L, the number one. That will be for a few more days, but uh, there will be plenty of notice given, and the new handle will be announced, so. Good. Okay. See, you did it better than I could. You're a host. You know how it works. And of course, with the Palazzo Podcast, Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com, Palazzo Podcast on Twitter. We have a Facebook page too. We don't see a lot of you there. If you're on Facebook, I hate Facebook. I loathe it. But we do have a Facebook page and all of our stuff gets posted there. So if that's your thing, we give it to you. We make the sacrifice for you. All right. I'd hate Facebook more than most things. I agree with that. We're on there to help you. To give you another avenue to access the show. It's a sacrifice we're making. So if that's your thing, go to Facebook. Check out our page, all our videos, all these live streams, and anything else we post should generally be on there. And that's 2Ls, 2Zs, Palazzo Podcast. Utah, give me two. All right. Yay, we did it. Okay, let's talk fantasy focus. It's time for our fantasy breakdown where we get into a couple of segments that we, you know, we uh, come up with. Some of them have been done before. Some of them we haven't done in a little while. I wanted to do the ADP because we haven't done any ADP in a long time, dear. I was thinking about it. It's like we haven't Let's roll. ADP. You got some guys ready? Let's do it. Well, I do, but like I also, uh... I also thought that people, you know, um, how do I put this? That people don't always. It's a little surfacey ADP talk. People are like, well, okay. who cares about ADP, right? Not, Tribe has spoken. I don't know if that's necessarily something that people care about because. ADP is a guide. It's not necessarily the end-all, be-all. You know what I'm saying, Deary? I understand. Um, what I'd love to get is more chatter from the community to find out what they want to hear from us because we've done, what, 40-some-odd episodes since January 7th. We've talked about a lot of guys. We've done a lot of different segments. These last few weeks before the season starts, please hit us up. If there's stuff you want to know about your league, league structure, we can talk about head-to-head. We can talk roto. We can talk points. Brian's here. We can talk best ball. Reach out. I can tell you this as a uh, pretty stingy, uh, I have pretty stingy expectations from my podcast. I actually, I don't mind ADP talk. I don't mind talking about where guys are going, like, because it is the market. I understand what you're saying that it's like, um, you know, there could be noise and that's not what you should be drafting by, but it's still the market that we have to look at. So I actually, I value that information for sure. Well, that's, that's refreshing. That helps me. Thank you. Because there's always this desire to tweak things and make things a little bit better, make sure that we're not getting stale, and but that we're not being caught up on like rote surface-like information. But sometimes that's necessary. So I, I'm, I'm glad you said that. That kind of reinforces the fact that, you know, people do want to hear about ADP, but maybe they want to hear about larger gaps, like similar stats that you could get from Eric Hosmer versus a CJ Crone, you know, a couple hundred picks later. Maybe that's the way they want to hear it. How you frame the ADP talk, I think that can make a difference too. Yes. Agreed. I like it. Okay. I like where your head's at. Hey, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Well, on that note, let's get into the ADP talk.
that in a while. That's good. Can That's so that good, dance? man. That is so good. <laughs> you know, Mike, I think it's taken me a couple months to figure out what you say. And I think it is. And I may be wrong. <laughs> oh, wow. Do I pair trout with Mondesi? Is that what you say? That's right. You got it. I dear. finally well figured I finally figured it out. I never wanted to ask you this. I figured it out. <laughs> I actually got that from Matt Williams way back in January when we did the Draft Champagne, Draft Champions podcast. Our guy, Zach. Shout out to Zach there. Zach Waxman. Zach Waxman, that's right. Who was on your show recently. Good show, too. He was. And we did a pod swap. I actually went on his and he mined. So we did a little pod oh. swap. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. He went on his. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Uh, since he got the new microphone, it's really changed his It name. happened? He's, he did it? He did. He, he did, did it. it. Yeah. He got one. Job, yes. <laughs> he yep. sounds much better, much improved. And uh, with the song I wrote, co-wrote with him as his new intro, he's Better than ever, no doubt about it. But the point being is that it was the Battle of the Podcast Season 2. I was a part of that with Matt Williams and SB Streamer and a bunch of guys, and MLB Moving Averages. And Matt was going to pair Trout with Mondesi, and that's what he did because he he drafted Trout. He thought he had to pair him with Mondesi to kind of balance out the steals because he does not expect to get steals from Trout. But I don't know if that's a foregone conclusion, by the way. Right. So I just want to get that on the record. You guys could chime in on that real quick if you want. I don't. Would you do that? Mondesi and Trout is that a good balance? This is Roto too, by the way. This is straight Roto. Well, I would have to be interested in drafting Mondesi, and I'm not. So, I guess that's the end of yeah. The, I'm, uh... I'm I'm in the same boat. I'd like to grab two to three other guys that can give me better value in a lot of other things than just what Mondesi can do and get up to those 55 stolen bases. Like I took uh, Luis Robert in the third round and Trevor Story in the first round. There's my 55 stolen bases. But I understand people that are really, really high on Mondesi. Yeah. It's just not me. Yeah. Bobby Wood Jr. is making a push right now. Bobby Wood Jr., watch out. No, I don't know if that's really going to be an issue by the time the season starts. But he is a number two overall pick in the draft a couple years ago. He's going to be up sooner rather than later. Uh, Sam... Oh, Sam J- Jakobowitz, Jacobowitz, Jacobowitz. That's a hell of a name. I love it, Sam. Look at this. Sam Jacobowitz. I just traded Giolito and Snell for Cole. That's a lot to give up in a points league. What do you guys think of that? You're giving up Snell yeah. and Giolito for Cole? I feel like he could have got another pitcher back in return. Because I, I, yeah, I, I, I love... I love Giolito. I have Giolito, Giolito in my top five right now. Uh, I've kind of faded on Snell. I still have him in my top 20, but I've, I've faded him a little bit. But obviously, Garrett Cole's a top three guy right now. I feel like he could have got more coming back to you. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a scenario. I don't, I'm not saying I think this is going to happen, but you guys might agree that there's a Giolito could outperform Garrett Cole. I think it's within the realm yes. of possibility. I, would not I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. So yes, exactly. That's my beef with this deal. Yeah. Yeah. You're giving away a guy who could almost meet even in a points league because G Lito and Cole Mm -hmm. are similar type of pitchers. They're volume high K guys. The whip isn't always ideal. G Lito's probably a little higher. Lots of wins. Uh, They play in ballparks that are similar as well. Um, Home run happy parks to an extent. This This show loves G Lito. So. Well, Geo's definitely the better division as a whole, also. Um, that's as far true. As suppressing, yeah, offense. So, yeah, I wouldn't do that. I don't like Blake Snell, um, but yeah, I uh, I would not do Me that. Too. No. Yeah, I yeah. love Snell too. So I feel like I would ride no, with Snell and Giolito 
Oh, you I don't. don't like I don't like snow, but I agree with your uh, overall points here. Yeah, yeah. Can't go with you there. Mike, 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 and I, Mike and I differ. I'm not a big fan of snow. I, I actually traded him away in my dynasty league, and and Mike's in on snow this year. So it's really, really mm-hmm. interesting to see what happens with him this year. It is. About, yeah. It's in San Diego, Brian. He's gonna te- he's gonna tear it up. Yeah, he's gonna throw three gonna pitches and four and a half innings. San Diego's going to win the uh, NL West. We're going to win the World Series. Just book it right now, right? They got all these new pitchers, and uh, yeah, Let's they're all the, well. the more we yeah. add to it, we make our voices higher. <laughs> yeah, they might win it all. <laughs> Dennis Lamet's going to have five pitches by the end of the year. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's. Okay, so hey, Sam, thanks for sharing your trade with us, Sam Jakibowitz. I know, I know you from YouTube, Sam. And if I mispronounce your name, I'm very, very sorry. How would you pronounce that, Seymour? Come on, you're a that is uh, exactly no. I think your third attempt was Jacob. I don't remember how it looked now, but Jacobowitz. I, I that's got. I think be that's it. right. It can't, can't be Jacobowitz. That doesn't. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, sound... sorry, Sam. Sipowitz. Sorry, Sammy K. Sammy J. Sammy J. Sammy J. Good old Sammy. Sammy Wits. Sammy Wits. Okay, so let's talk this ADP real quick. So I'm taking some of this from. My TGFBI league. I won't Ooh. reveal the names of the teams to keep their, you know, privacy confidential. That's uh, how it works here. But in the opening round, round one, by the way, TGFBI, for those of you who don't know, because sometimes people don't know everything, it's a two-catcher, Roto League, a 30-man overall roster, fab. So there are opportunities to pick guys up later. No trades, though. No trades. So right. in round one, Juan Soto was taken fifth overall. Would you rather take Juan Soto at five, or would you rather wait and take Christian Yelich, who went at pick 10 overall? Let's start, Brian, let's go with you first. Soto at five, easy. Um, I think that he would, in a roto setting, probably be my uh, man. I third guy that I would want. I, it just depends on the day. I'm a high-volume kind of guy, so I do change it up, but yeah. Easily Soto, he's going to steal enough bags to make um, the fact that you're getting like a quote-unquote power-only outfielder early. Um, he's going to steal some bases, and it's enough that I think it's pretty significant, even if it's 15. Um, I have – Yelich could embarrass all of us with the price he's going at, uh, but, you know, he's dealt with back issues, and I'm okay if he is an MVP not on my team. I'm, I would go with Soto. Okay. Jerry, what do you think here? So is it, would I rather have the fifth pick with Juan Soto or the 10th pick with Christian Yelich? Is that well, kind of what I you're asking? I'm actually comparing the two of them. I mean, would you rather wait? Oh, that's yeah, so if I, have a top, if I have a top five pick in generally any of my leagues, I'm going with those top five hitters. And I think they're all really interchangeable. But in most of my leagues, I don't want to pick in the top five. I want to pick at number 10 or number 11. Those are the two spots I like the most where if one of those top three pitchers falls, I can grab one of those and get the best bat on the come around after that. With Yelich at 10, that's great. You're going to come around on the backside there, and you're going to be able to get a really good pitcher. But I think they're fine spots for both of them. I love Soto. I think he can certainly be the number one fantasy player. But we got to remember Christian Yelich. Frank Amarante brought it up last night. Christian Yelich was a top three fantasy player in the last few years, and he was possibly going to go number one last year in many, mm-hmm. many leagues. And then he just had a down year in what we know what 2020 was. So I, I think both guys are studs. I mean, you're going to have a really hard time fucking up the first three rounds in any of your drafts. 
Okay. That's a good point. Yeah. Let's go Team 11. Team 11 took Pocket Aces. Shane Bieber and Max Scherzer is their first two picks. Let's say you've taken those. It's your first two picks. What would be your third pick if you had your druthers? Brian, let's start with you. You've taken two pitchers in a row. Would you go with another pitcher, or do you have to absolutely take a hitter? Or is the best player on the board? Uh, absolutely a hitter. I would not go with the third pitcher in a row. I also would not have selected Max Scherzer as the second pitcher. I got really excited when you started the sentence and then puked in my mouth a little <laughs> bit after you said Max Scherzer. But uh, no Damn! shade to him. I love no, Max Scherzer, not. but, uh, um, you know, he's aging a little bit. He could be great this year. That's fine. He won't be on any of my rosters. I do love Shane Bieber. But uh, I don't know. I will know. tell you I, this real quick, Brian. I will tell you this yeah. real quick. I was told by a personal friend of mine that met Max Scherzer in a bar one night. This is a true story. This is verified. And he was a real dick to him. So if that makes <laughs> it easier for you. Then, well, yeah. let me go back on my liking Max Scherzer as a person uh, thing then, based on this one anecdotal story of somebody I don't know. Um, a real good friend of mine. So, hey, take it for what it's worth. Yeah, I... I was going to pull up ADP real quick and see who would be a realistic hitter to, to take at that point. Um, but I'm definitely going hitter. No doubt about it. If I start any pocket aces like that and let's see, maybe a guy like uh, Tim Anderson would uh, suit my fancy. If he was around, I would say that looks. So this would be that. the 41st pick overall for those of you following at home. So we're taking, Bieber and Scherzer, those were the first two picks. We're asking, what would Brian do next with the 41st pick overall? And he says Tim Anderson. If he's there, he may not be there. And if he is not, I'm looking at maybe Starling Marte, Randy Arozarena. Um, Mm. Yeah, I like those guys. Yeah. Okay. That's where I'm at. What do you say? Who are the other pitchers that were available for Team 11 at that time? Well... He took Bieber, obviously, and that mm-hmm. shows you who's a bit. But when he came back on the Scherzer, Bueller, Darvish, and Giolito had all perished. No more okay, Bueller, so those no guys, more those Darvish, guys were on. No more Aaron Giolito. Nola was there. Castillo was there. Bauer. Yep. Flaherty. Kershaw Bauer was there. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yikes. Interesting. So Scherzer was, Scherzer was, what, the seventh pitcher off the board then? Sixth. Okay. Wow. Okay. Seventh. You're right. Seven. I'm moron. Anyways, yeah, Brian, okay. you, you were stunned what you're hearing, by the way, Brian. Uh, yeah, I I already forgot some of the names you said, but I think you said Nola Castillo. Giolito. Or no, yeah, Nola Castillo, Bauer. Bauer. That was the one that really got me. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's no way. I, I would take all three of those guys over Scherzer. Bauer, not even a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, on the comeback there, if like a Rafael Devers is available, I like him a lot. If Luis Robert is there, if Marcelo Zuna is there, I don't know if he would be there. If Xander Bogarts dropped a ton, um, that'd be great, even though shortstops are super deep. Uh, third round for my TGFBI, Corey Seager was taken in that spot, but also Jose Ramirez was taken in the first round there. So uh, what did Team 11 end up doing in the third round, Mike? Well, it's funny. I feel like Brian is broken into my computer because it was tim anderson it was tim anderson exactly whoa who all right good about that maybe Brian. that's my team actually i don't know <laughs> uh unless you're no that's not you no nah, uh, and also team. with his fourth pick he took a rosarina so you were like the wow. wizard dude wow that same guy well i think he i think he course corrected really well with the offense because yeah you're looking at yeah c- categories across the board i man i would love that team 
if Max Scherzer was Trevor Bauer, oh my gosh, or any of the other couple guys you listed. So, wow. Okay, that's interesting. Very cool. All right, uh, we'll leave it there. I wanted to do some more, but we're time's running out. And, and by the way, uh, Sam Jakubowicz checked in and got David Price in return as well, so that helps out a little bit. Uh, and may not even he be already the- owned. He already owned Degrom, so now he owns Degrom and Cole together. Oh, that changes a lot. Not a ton, but it changes a lot. <laughs> he says it, it helps I give wanted- a context. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. it does. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. Things in a vacuum, you know, they sound easier, but context matters a great deal. I wanted to want to win with the two best pitchers. So congratulations, Sam. Looks maybe like he wanted it. to drink wine with the two best pitchers. I'm not maybe that's what he meant by that comment. <laughs> maybe it is. I don't know. He yeah. also says, also, how would G Lito be top five? That's way too high considering he hasn't been top twelve in his career. Where can he improve from last year? That's the first part of the question is like, well, players do get better. He's still developing. Yeah. He's only 26. But where can he improve from last year? That's a fair question. Um, he could probably cut down a little bit on the walks. I mean, if I pulled up his information real quick, I would I would assume his whip has some work that needs to be done. Yeah, he's had um, command issues. But, I mean, that that's something that young pitchers do have. And this guy seems to take things pretty seriously. I mean, he... He's a guy who, you know, getting getting the command and control a little bit better. I mean, he could he could be one of the top couple arms in the game over the next few years. So I'm not necessarily yeah. banking on it, but yeah, I think that there's a little bit of a wide range of outcomes with him, but I think it could be very, very good. Last year, he had a 3.48 walks per nine. It actually went up. Again, this was a smaller sample size, but in 2019... He had a 2.9, so he, and that was over 176 innings pitched. So if he can keep the walks per nine under three over the long haul of a season, that is continual progress because he used to be at five, four and a half walks per nine, so he's made that improvement. So if that continues to get better, Sam, that is something you can bank on. Like, oh, wow, less walks, more strikeouts. Uh, also, his FIP was 3.19 last year when his ERA was 3.48. Shows that maybe he even got a little bit unlucky last year, believe mm-hmm. it or not. So quickly i wanted to address that because that was a fair question he asked in the second part of that certainly yeah okay well this is the hey it's rico plots of fantasy baseball podcast uh boy running short on time i don't know what i want to do here i uh, i wanted to go into the value zone uh i don't know if we have time for that though i want to get shider pine on shider ride the pine on the record with brian um, let's do that what do you let's think? go there you can do that okay all right we're gonna go shine ride the pine i'm so let's sorry go. dear you Deary, you did the prep work. I see this on the sheet, by the way. For the record, oh, that's okay. Deary, we can talk about those guys. Overinflated values. Yeah. Zach Plesac and Kyle Lewis from Deary. Look at that. Yeah, Plesac. I just need to see more. Um, you know, he's going like twenty second uh, starting pitcher off the board right now. He has started to dip down in the last, you know, kind of month dip, or so. Dip, dip. Uh, I just need to. I just need to see more from him. It, it's not that I don't like him. I think he's going 69th overall right now. I think he's maybe more kind of the hundred range. I have no shares of him right now. I like the pitcher. I just think it's a little too high right now. There it is. All right. It's time for Shine or Ride the Pine. Man, we've talked about life. We've talked about fantasy baseball. And we can bring it all back full circle. We go on the record with predictions for opening day. We expect a 162-game season, which I'm so happy about. I mean, after last year's yes. debacle, it's really reinvigorated me. Like, yes! yes. Woohoo! So pumped. So pumped. Yeah. So today we're going to use stomper projections from our good friend Steve Paolo. Don't forget, RotoFanatic.com also has their own projections. That's us, created by Crosby Spencer. You go to RotoFanatic.com right now, click on the projections tab at the top of the page, and there you go. You'll get a 
shitload of them. You can go to town on it. But we're going to use Steve's today because Steve's a friend of the show, and we like to rotate and mix it mm-hmm. up and give you varied points of view, not just one point of view over and over and over again. All right, so you know this game's played, right? Pretty simple, Brian? I got it. Let's do it. All right, let's start with Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt had a mammoth season last year, although it was a short sample size. In 2021, can we expect Luke Voigt, of all people, to give us 35 or more home runs? Brian, shine or ride the pine? I'm going to say ride the pine here. No, I don't. Uh, I do not see that happening. Um, you know, he's certainly got the power. The skill is there. The guy has an extensive injury history. Um, was he dealing? Was he the one that actually had plantar fasciitis last year? I think, or some foot thing going on. I believe. Um, I believe that's correct. Yeah. So, and that is nasty. Albert Pujols dealt with it for years. The majority of his Angels tenure. Uh, Evan Longoria, I saw, has it actually right now. It's definitely a nasty injury. Um, you know, and it's the Yankees. This is a lineup that. Uh, Injuries are contagious. That's kind of the way they do things. So I'm going to take the under on 35. Um, I can see, you know, over 25, but I'd like to see him stay healthy, and I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, he had a foot injury. He had 22 home runs last year, even though he had a foot injury. So that's pretty damn impressive, I will say. Jerry, what do you say? 35 more bombs. I I, I like the player. I think uh, I think he's, he'll probably continue to be able to bat 260 and above. But I think the scouting reports are out on him now. It's not a mystery that this guy is a power pitcher. They're going to do everything they can to really stay away from that power bat. I mean, he's going to bat in the middle of a a disastrous lineup if you're a pitcher. So I'm going to ride the pine on it. I think he probably hits 30, still gets close to 100 RBIs, 85, 90 runs. If he can get, you know, 550 plus plate appearances. Still like the guy, but I think uh, he's going to go under on him. Yeah, Luke Voigt made my year last year. He was so good. It was in the Rat Slam. I picked him, and I took him in like round seventeen. It was a steal, wow. an absolute steal. So, who is the Luke Voigt of twenty twenty one? Is what we should be asking ourselves. You know, who's that guy who rises up from the 200, 200 plus ADP and gives you some incredible value? That's what you should all be thinking about right now. I'm gonna ride the pine out as well. I just. I love Luke Boyd, but I can't believe it's going to happen this year. Injuries will show up. Plus, they got a lot of talented players on that roster, so we'll see what happens. You get you got to feel like at some point he's going to hit a lull. I mean, he's had one year where he had over 500 at bats, and every other year is like what 234 or 161. So I'd like to see what would happen over a full season. But every pit, every player hits those lulls and hit those hits those slumps, and I don't think Luke Boyd is going to be able to avoid that at some point. That's the true true. Ty France of the Seattle Mariners, my guy. I love Ty France. I'm a big, big Ty France guy. I have him in, like, every league I've drafted this season. I'm all in on Ty France this year, but I want to hear what you guys think. Brian Seymour, Ty France, will he hit 305 or better this year? Shine or ride the pine? I'm going to ride the pine on that one as well. Um, I, I, I See, I don't know what the playing time is going to look like for him just because they're kind of – they got a lot of moving parts. Uh, Dylan Moore, obviously, I think is going to play – He's going to be the primary second baseman. Um, but, but yeah, Ty I, has been playing third. At, he's been playing third, two, and it, second in spring training, just to get that clear. Which is good, yeah. If they can kind of turn him into kind of a super utility, I think that would be really cool for him and that lineup um, and get him some extra ABs. Um, I'm still going to go ride the pine, though. I think I need to see a little bit more from him. Um, yeah, I'm going right. I'm not really feeling the Ty France love this year very much. Oh, God. Sorry. It always baffles me when – no – it's great. I believe in differentiation. 
But it always baffles me when we see things a different way. Because someone's going to be wrong. Because <laughs> there's, the, there's only going to be mm-hmm. one outcome at the end of the season. And people I respect and other players, and they say things that I don't say. And I'm like, am I seeing something wrong here? I, it just fascinates me to find out. I can't wait to find out how this all plays out. I'm really excited for the uh, yeah. end of the season, even though I'm excited for the season. So, Deary. 305. That's the projection Steve has here. That's a, that's a that's amazing. He's buying Steve. in. You got you got some guts. I like I like Ty France and where you're getting him right now is a really really good value. He's got you know decent position eligibility, but I mean, what's going to happen on that team? I I'm completely out on Dylan Moore. I'd rather actually have Ty France than Dylan Moore. I think Dylan Moore is way oh. overinflated right now. I think Ty, Ty France is a better hitter. But 305 is insane. There's only going to be a handful of guys that bat 300 this year. I don't think Ty France is going to be one of those. He'll probably sit closer to 265, 275. So I'll ride the pine. Oh, you guys are killing me. Yeah, I, I would be a hypocrite. I'd be a hypocrite if I rode the pine on this. I got to shine it. I believe in this all the way. One of my insane fantasy takes was he'd win the France. batting title. Batting champ this year. So <laughs> putting it out there. And Steve's projections kind of make me feel good because he also has a look at this real quickly. Three three oh five batting average, three seventy-eight OBP. That's whoa, like a whoa. That's a wait. Yeah, five. So Ty France is slugging. the MVP. Yeah, Ty <laughs> France is the MVP of the American League, it sounds like here. Okay. Well, yeah, the, the Mariners slash. are winning Mariners are gonna win the World Series. Yeah, yeah he's Mariners Padres. 20 home runs. Mariners you heard it here first. Mariners Padres World Series. We, you know, Brian, we actually talk a lot of Mariners in like the last two weeks. It's like every player we bring up is, oh, Mariners, Mariners, Mariners. I'm all in on the Mariners. J.P. Crawford, 120 runs. Yep. Yeah, that, they're an interesting team. And that, that rotation really intrigues me, actually. It's super deep. Uh, yeah, I'm pumped to see what they can do. They're on the up. They're on the come up, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's got them for a 149 Weighted runs created plus. That's a pretty elite number. A borderline elite, but definitely above average. So, wow. I love what Steve's throwing down there. Give me more of that. But I understand why people would be trepidatious. All right, let's try Corey Kluber of the New York Yankees. The injuries, are they a thing of the past? Can we expect Corey Kluber to give us 11 or more quality starts? Quality starts this year. Brian Seymour. I got to take the under on pretty much anything, uh, Corey Kluber. So I'm going to ride the pine. Uh, I do not think the injuries are a thing of the past. He has had major injuries. The most recent one's been a shoulder injury, which is just about as bad as it can get for a pitcher. He's not getting any younger. I cannot remember his exact age off the top of my head. Maybe you have it there. Um, but yeah, I I, I don't be, see him. He'll be 35 in a month. So he's the same age as me. Maybe I should... Uh, calm my words there a little bit <laughs> um, but yeah I, I i i just don't i don't know that i see him throwing starting more than maybe three, three games or so um wow. yeah i don't know I, I i i don't know i just don't see it i don't see maybe more than 130 innings or something like that i don't really know what a normal quality start number is off the top of my head to be honest with you just because don't look at it too often but yeah i'm, I'm gonna take the under on Hey, thanks for being honest with us. We appreciate that. See, look, it's we don't always policy. know everything. It is. We don't right. know everything. We try to make ourselves informed and prepared. Uh, I think a general, like, above-average quality start season, you get about 15 and above, you start to get into above-average territory. and Because mm-hmm. some of the elite pitchers have, like, 22 quality starts. That's, like, elite. That's so amazing. 11 yeah. is kind of... It's almost middling, maybe a little uh, below average, a little above average, or right on the average line. So, dear, you know, 
11 quality starts or more what do you think uh, i'm gonna ride the pine more of the the makeup of what the yankees are probably gonna do with their pitching staff they have several guys that are coming back from like disastrous injuries i don't think they're gonna be rolling Corey kluber out for 180 innings and 30 starts i think they're gonna try to be careful with them especially if they're gonna have to get through the first half of this season until they make their big trade because i think it's coming in terms of their pitching mm. staff because they need some guys there I'm rooting for Corey Kluber with, uh, you know, our household being a half Yankee household that we will be rooting for Corey Kluber. But, um, you know, th there's just too much mystery there. And I just don't think he's going to be able to pitch deep enough into games to get 11 quality starts. So I will ride the pine. There it is. I'm going to shine this. For some reason, Whoa. some people I really respect. I have seen, I won't name the name because maybe it's not fair. Just because I'm in the draft with them, I can't reveal but people that we all generally respect, I've seen Corey Kluber taken by a lot of smart people recently. So they might know something I don't know. I'm going to shine it. We'll find out. I don't have a lot of confidence in it at all. I don't. <laughs> You're the optimist tonight, it seems. I love it. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Ty France, good. 350, Corey Kluber, Cy Young. Hey, Ty yes. France, book it, man. Everybody listening, don't, you remember this. Ty France is going to be one of the breakouts of this season. It's going to happen. If it doesn't, I'm still going to be in this country. I'm not leaving. Just <laughs> Uh, I know it's a, oh, Anthony Santander. How about Anthony Santander of the Baltimore Orioles? Had a nice little season last year. He's very underrated, even by me and a lot of us. So in 2021, could we expect Anthony Santander to give us 28 or more home runs this year? Brian Seymour. You're starting to get into my realm here a little bit. I am a fan of Mr. Santander. I'm going to go shine here. I think he crosses the 30 threshold. He's in a great ballpark. He's coming of age. I'm all about him. There were some rumors he was going to go get traded to the Marlins about a month ago. That would have suppressed that a little bit. But staying in that ballpark in that division with so many good hitter parks, I'm all about it. Yeah, I think this guy goes over 30. Give me Anthony Santander. Shine. Damn. All right. Now we're making music, sweet music. Deary, what do you say here? I'm going to shine this as well. 2020 really showed us a lot. Uh, barrel percentage jumped up a little bit. Still been able to hit the ball pretty hard, which he's been able to do the last two years. Love the ballpark. And I think he's going to bat in between Trey Mancini, who's going to come back. And I think he's going to have a sneaky good season. And I think Ryan Mountcastle is about a year away from being a real stud in this league. So I will shine it. Uh I'm going to ride the pine on this one. Party's over. The Optimist party is over. I like him. He's undervalued. I already said he's underrated. He, Camden Yards, beautiful park. Great for hitting. The dead of summer. I lived in Baltimore for two years. When it's hotter than hell in July and August, the ball just flies out of Camden Yards. But I expect him to be elsewhere. He's trade bait. So I feel like he's going to end up being a part of a playoff run where he might not always get to start. And even if he doesn't, it could mix him up. So I feel like... If he has 25 home runs, that's not bad, but that's not 28. So I'm going to ride the pine. I, I think he's in the mix for the future around this team. I think they can help build around him. He's only 26 years old. I think it'd be foolish to get rid of a bat like that who's only 26, unless you're getting some really, really great returns. I agree oh. completely, yeah. Even though they kind of got rid of everybody this offseason. But yeah, Santander is not somebody I would want to depart with if I was the Orioles. Yeah. Yeah, you got him for three more years here. Yeah. Well, I don't know why the trade rumors are. Well, we'll see what happens with that. We'll see. Only God knows why, as Kid Rock said so eloquently in 1999, a classic song. Yes, he right, did. Right, guys? Uh, <laughs> oh, I love Kid Rock. 
Yeah. Well, you yeah, you're you're bullshitting me, right? <laughs> I, you know, there's a weird um guilty pleasure there. Not quite up to my creed oh. guilty pleasure. Creed's my <laughs> guilty pleasure. Dude, dude. Scott Stapp yeah. versus Kid Rock. Yeah. yeah. I think First, that was on uh, one of those celebrity death matches. Creed's guitarist. Creed's, Creed's guitarist, uh, Mark what's his name? He's fucking amazing. Mark Tremonti, he he's good. so good. And it's so yeah. bad. It's so unfortunate he got stuck with Scott Stapp of all people because his guitar yeah, playing what an is Oh uh, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. 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 Creed, Creed, Creed had some heavy song. What if from Human Clay, yeah. that song. Woo. I'm firing Sell up tonight, man. Sell my pity for a dime, man. Sell my pity for <laughs> yeah. a dime. I am firing up some Creed tonight after this conversation. It's been far too long. Yeah. Definitely. I don't do guilty pleasures, man. I I am who I am. So, But I know that Creed is not cool at all. That's like the one <laughs> that I hate to admit more than any others. I'll admit that. Yeah. 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 First two albums were really good. They're really, It's just too bad. We I'm with you. That douchebag, so. Yeah. <laughs> he is a bit of a douchebag. He did have mental health issues, though, I think. I think he had a complete mental break. Oh, yeah. He had, like, a psychotic break. He was uploading these black and white videos talking about people following him and his bank accounts getting tapped into. So, yeah. That's on... Okay, well, that's unfortunate. Um, I hope. I think he's on the up and up now. Yeah. He came on the scene as, like, you know, pushing the Christ thing, like, Christ rock. That's... So I didn't know what was real or not because, like, the message seemed to disappear. So (laughs) who am I to say? We don't know the real people. But, yeah, you know, you're yeah. listening to the Creed podcast. This is the right. only yeah. podcast on the internet. The Snaps Creed. When, when, no, when this podcast ends, no <laughs> one's listening to Creed. No one's listening to Kid Rock. I'm gonna go upstairs and listen to the Cure's 1984 Head on the Door and, and have a good night. Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, Kid Rock sucks. I, I'm. We live and in Detroit. And I, we hate him. Yeah. Oh yeah, Kid yeah. Rock you're homers. Just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like he saw he he did like a 20 straight performance here at the big amphitheater a couple years ago, and it think it sold out every night. But like we're just not like other Detroiters, I guess. So. No. 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 <sighs> okay. How about Dom Smith? Kid. Dom Smith is a mystery to me. So I'm gonna put this number to you guys because it's gonna tell me a lot. Will Dom Smith have 71 or more RBIs this season? Brian Seymour, 71 or more RBIs. I think you hit the nail kind of on the head with this one. This this is a tougher one. Um, I'm going to go barely shine because I think the skill oh. probably play. Um, you know, they, there are questions about playing time. I thought you were going to give me another number like Luke in 35. I, I don't. He is enough enough that he'll play. Hit kind of in the middle of it. I'll shine here. I'll go over. You shined it. How about that? I shined it. Shined Gary, it what do you say? You going to shine with him? I, I think the the skills that he has with the bat is going to keep him in the lineup, although he's going to be tough to watch in left field. I really wish they could get a DH so he could just DH and maybe put Alonzo at DH here and there and he can go play first. I mean, it's a really, really good lineup. I think it could be one of those things where Dom Smith plays the first six innings and then Albert Almora Jr. or Kevin Pillar come in to, you know, basically spell him defensively but i like the bat skill that he has he's just a really it's a real mystery what's going to go on with him for a full season because it's like is he going to get 600 at bats i'm really not sure about that but yeah that number is like right on the like perfect right there he's probably going to bet sixth on the lineup i love everything that happens before him with alonzo conforto lindor's going to be a stud jeff mcneil might win the batting title so he's going to have the opportunities oh man i am uh 
If he has 550 at bats, I'll shine it. If he has under 500 at bats, no, we can't do that. I have to either. Shine I didn't know I could do caveats. Am no, I you can't. To... You can't. No, no, no you can't yeah. do that. Right. I can't do that. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to ride the pine. There it is. All wow. Right. Okay. Disagree. Uh, if I think the DH is showing up, then I got to shine it. So I'm going to shine it. If I no think caveats. The DH is showing up. <laughs> Good point. No, but Good I'm telling point. you, you I'm telling you, I guns. give a reason. That's yeah, a reason. I I'm not giving, that's not, know. not a caveat. That's my reasoning. So if I believe in that, then I have to shine it. And I am. All right. Last one. Jose Barrios. Can we expect 161 or more innings pitch from Jose Barrios this year? 161 or more. Brian Seymour. This is another guy I'm intrigued by. He is a best ball darling because you need innings. Uh, so I like Jose Barrios. I think that is a, man, that's another really good number. I'm going to take the over. I think I'm going to shine on this. I say he gets into the 170s. Uh, you know, he's going to have some rough starts. He's going to get let some guys on base and stuff like that. Um, but he's in a pretty good division. Um, he's to the point where he's becoming a, a veteran now. He's not just necessarily the young guy. So give me the over. I like over. For uh, Jose Barrios, I like when he get into the 170s. Eerie, what do you say? Yeah, I'm going to shine this all day. I think he's in the top five at starting pitchers in terms of innings pitched. I love him. I'm targeting oh. him as my SP3 in almost wow. all my leagues. And I talked about it a couple pods ago. I think if there's one guy in the league that could become Garrett Cole light, it would be Jose Barrios. Okay. There it is. I'm going to shine it too. I love Barrios all day. I think he's quite valuable where he's going on average, which is ADP. Doesn't mean it's, you know, what you should do. As Brian said, it's the market. It's a guy. So, yes, I'm shining it, and there you go. That's Shine or Ride the Pine. Another one in the can. One day closer to opening day. That's right. Can't wait for it. Really excited for it. But for now, we have to say goodbye. It's sad. You know, we had a great time. But all good things must come to an end. Even our existence on this planet will come to an end at some point. So, podcast got to end, too. We had yeah. Brian Seymour on the show, and we had a damn good time. We learned a lot. We thought about ourselves. We considered options, strategies, better ways forward, and some players that we like this year in 2021. Brian, this is your final farewell moment. Say whatever you would like to say. Just want to thank you for having me on, man. Uh, you and Chris, you guys are doing something really good, I think, with this podcast. It's unique doesn't even really do it just so I don't think it's something totally different from what anybody else is doing. And you know, when I feel like when I'm, when I'm on this show, it's like getting invited onto like Arsenio hall back in the day. Like, Hey, did you hear Brian did Arsenio last night? You know, I, I'm making my rounds at the, uh, the tonight show, the variety shows and stuff like that. So yeah, I think you got some cabaret type stuff going on here. And, uh, it's, it's great stuff, man. It's something totally different. So I appreciate you guys having me on. It's always a real, conversation with you mr govier and i appreciate that beautiful thank you brian that's high high praise this guy knows what he's talking about you know brian has a lot of experience in broadcasting and audio he knows what he's saying so i take that i take that very heavily that's a uh, strong praise Good. man thank you so much you do great work in that we don't have to, i'm not just saying that in retort so your podcast is on its way we got in the game a little bit earlier than you so that's the only yeah. reason otherwise we're both doing similar things and maybe you're not as wacky as we are in fact you're probably more informative than we are to be frank but yeah i'm not I very wacky, that as well yeah well you could be you gotta have you, each you kind be wacky if you yeah i'm wacky in <laughs> private when we have this in-person <laughs> meeting whatever <laughs> well we have this in-person meeting again and uh get some creed going and stuff like that i think we're gonna yeah we're gonna have a good time so yeah, yeah. i'm pretty excited about that 
Deer, we're going to sell Deary on this Creed, no doubt about it. Uh, all right. right, so I'm MJ Govier on Twitter, of course. Uh, Plausible Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Plausible Podcast, two L's, two Z's. You can follow us. Utah. You can DM us. Two. Please give us your feedback. Tell us what you want to hear. Like Deary said, do we want to hear about certain stuff? As we gain towards opening day, we haven't done a position show yet. We might be doing some of those, but we want to do what you want to hear. We are here to serve you, right, Deary? Four nights a week. That's right. Uh, Deary, last call. Anything to say before we leave? No, I want to thank Brian for coming on. I am excited for the drop of what's going to happen with the new podcast and the new Twitter handle. So we're excited to check that out when that happens. You can check me out, CDRE1999. I'm not going to give any more promises on what I'm going to drop or release because I'm way behind the ball with all of it right now. So uh, yeah. hopefully we'll get something out before opening day with like the 15 things I've promised. A little backlog <laughs> right now. All right, there it is. Thank you so much, everybody, for being a part of the show. It's been a pleasure. Thank you to Brian Seymour. Please follow him on Twitter at FantasyBestBall1 with the numerical one instead of the last L. And listen to his show. It's on all standard podcast platforms. Godspeed, everybody. Insane fantasy takes. Why you take that player? You must be insane. Insane fantasy takes. Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> and we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.